What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I am your host, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hey. Terrence. What's up? And Carrie is here because Hello. we have Pokemon to talk about eventually at some point. Carrie's also sneezing like crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm here and I've got fall allergies. Hooray! It's a great time for the fall allergies that 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 happened in November, late November. But uh, don't worry about climate yeah, this, change, guys. This weather whiplash is uh, no bueno. Not for anybody, really climate at all. Change. What, yeah, are you about? what is that? We have the best weather. We do. <laughs> There's Trem- no other it's weather tremendous. that's better than our weather. <laughs> These temperatures are going to be huge. <laughs> well, so far he's right about that. That's for <laughs> that's for damn certain. Um, we have a jam-packed show today. There is a shitload of news. We're going to be talking about lots of games. And then at the end of the show, we will be reviewing the recent Survivor Series uh, WWE pay-per-view, as we are wont to do for the Big Four. So let's get right into it. Uh, Terrence, you recently picked up a copy of Mad Max for the uh, Xbox One. Yes. And I need to know if that game is worth ten dollars. Yes, it is. Okay, it absolutely. I picked it up for twelve bucks because it was during the uh, it's during the whole Black Friday sale that started on the eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an open world game, but it mixes a bunch of different shit in there. Like the combat is basically Batman. Only I think the honestly the co- combat is a little bit better than Batman to me personally mm-hmm. because in Batman Arkham games whatever. He tends he has a tendency to like teleport. You notice mm-hmm. like when he gets on like a streak, he starts teleporting around. Not teleporting, but like sliding across the fucking floor. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's really stupid. Like I <laughs> never liked the way it looked. And this spacing actually matters. Like you can't just jam on the X button and he goes sliding across the fucking the planes to punch people. Uh you actually have to have timing, actually have to really good timing. And it's very brutal. Like, the combat is super brutal. The driving feels really good. Uh, everything you do, there's a purpose to it. Like, you, you pick up scrap to, to, um, to update, upgrade your car. Well, the whole purpose is you get, you, you get, uh, you get your car stolen. Well, it's a story. You get your car stolen. Uh, they scrap it and you have to build a new one, a better one, a faster one. Uh, so you meet up with this dude named Chum Bucket, who's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And together you just roam the <laughs> you I just love, roam the, I ba- love the names of the guys. <laughs> yeah, the names are bananas. Uh you roam the badlands by like making friends and killing people and just upgrading your car until you can make it become it's called the Magnum Opus, is what your car is. Is uh is called once you complete it. And there mm-hmm. are different schematics to make it something different. You can change the complete look and feel of it, uh with uh, armor and better Drop with uh, better tires and handling and all kinds of craziness. It's fun. It actually, it's really fun. I was shocked at how much fun I was having. I put like 15 hours into it already. It's a pretty long game also because I'm only maybe 15% done with it. But if you, if 10 bucks, it's definitely worth picking up. Okay. Cause I know, I know it's going to be on sale at a lot of uh, retailers for, yeah, the, for the Black one Friday. Thing, actually, you, you're like completionist, right? I, I can be, yeah, in games yeah, like that. The one thing, that's the one thing that pisses me off about the game, because you have to take over essentially, um, uh, what, what would you call them? I can't, I'm trying to think of the, of the word for them right now. Uh, strongholds. Mm-hmm. And each stronghold has a whole bunch of things to collect, and they're kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. 
and you want to do you want to 100% all of the strongholds that you pick up and that's a problem for me because I sit and run around these strongholds for like 45 minutes <laughs> see I would up. I would do the and same it, thing so it drives me fucking crazy because I'm like I know I've scoured this entire thing and I can't find this one piece of scrap or this insignia that I got to got to break uh so that 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 can be an issue for completions but aside from that it's it's definitely worth picking up I love how the game won't let you complete a stronghold because there's a specific piece of garbage. Oh, no, you can complete it. (laughs) No, you can complete it, but to get 100% of the stronghold. Like, you can kill everybody in the stronghold and take it over, Mm -hmm. but there's still shit just hidden around it that you got to pick up. You don't have to pick up. There's a very special piece of scrap metal that you have to use (laughs) for your magnum opus. (laughs) Like, you don't really need to pick it up at all. You could just leave it. 60%, 60%, yeah. but that irks you. I know it would irk you. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, so that's the biggest issue that I have. Very, and it's not even an issue. It's just kind of like, hey, it is what it is. Very briefly, how is uh, Murdered Soul Suspect as well, since you played that? That, you get... <laughs> it's very weird. You play a cop that got thrown out a window, you got shot in the chest seven times, you died. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to... You have, die hard? You know, pfft, might as well be. Uh, you have to solve your own murder, figure out who the hell did it because this guy's got a mask on. But the thing about it is like, you okay, you go, you pick up clues and shit and you collect the clues, but there's really, you can't necessarily lose. You just keep guessing until you get the right order of clues and then you move on to the next mission. Mm-hmm. That's just basically it. You can, and since you're a ghost, you can walk through walls, uh, certain walls. They They explain why you can't walk through some and why you can walk through others, which is you kind of have to because I'm like, really, I can just walk through anything. Like, no, you can't. Some some houses are consecrated, and you got you actually have to open a. Someone has to open a door for you in order for you to walk into a consecrated house. But once you're in there, you can walk through any of the doors, any of the walls you want. So, are you like a vampire ghost? <laughs> right, you got to be fucking let in. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the game. It's pretty dumb, but the story is intriguing enough for you to continue to play it because you want to figure out what the fuck is happening. And then there's other ghosts that are trying to figure out what the fuck happened to them. Like there's this one woman. She's like, uh, someone killed me. I think it was an old, uh, an old couple. I don't know why they did it. Can you please help me? And then you go through the, the apartment and, t- and this old couple is talking. And then you solve that mystery. You go back and tell her, hey, you were making too much noise downstairs. So they bashed your head in and buried you in a, <laughs> and buried you in a quarry. Seems Sorry. <laughs> it's pretty fucking dark. <laughs> right? so you're like, yeah, they killed you and they, they buried you in a quarry. That's why you can't find your body. She's like, oh, well, I was doing a lot of drugs back then. I don't know. You know, it was kind of fucked up. Oh, it's so. it's it's fine. They murdered me because I was a huge <laughs> drug addict. No right. problem. At least she, I know. She's like, thanks. <laughs> I thought cops sucked, but you're cool. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? It's it's interesting. It's not very good, but it's it's interesting. So essentially, just for lady, the story. Essentially, that lady said the only good cop is a dead cop. Is, is that it? Is that what she said? Oh shit! <laughs> you know what? Yes, that's what she said. I didn't say it. Well. That's so what she said, <laughs> and that was the free game with uh, Xbox Live this, for this month. One of the free games. Well, Micah, so nothing for that. You, sir, have been playing Watch Dogs too because apparently you were a glutton for being fooled by Ubisoft. Did you get this time? I've, I know a couple people that are loving the game. I've heard mixed I, things. I've heard a lot of really good things, and I've heard some people that do not like it that much. 
I I do like it. I like it a lot. I think I like it one because um, black protagonist, black protagonist who is is very proudly black. Like he is like he's not some fucking like Don Lemon dude. Like nah, this dude is black. <laughs> so wait, hang on. A, a quick question though. So so Marcus is the main character in the game, right? Yeah, and he's a very nerdy black guy. He's uh he is he's not quite new black mm-hmm. where it's like. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. When he runs, does he do the Naruto arm? See, that was my question. I needed. I needed to know. I needed to know if he wears a Naruto headband. And no, he's not a. He's not a. Uh, he's not a black Japanese anime fan. Like he's a. Like he's a nerd, and he nerds out. Like there's this one mission where you have to take down the Church of Scientology and free Tom Cruise. And, um, <laughs> Wait, what? Now, obviously, like. The the, the Church of Scientology is called like the New Day or something like that, oh. and and the Tom Cruise guy is called Jimmy Snooker or some shit like that. <laughs> it's Jimmy with an S or something like that. Does the, does this church or does this church tell you not to dare be sour when you <laughs> when you go into it? Like it's 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 essentially like that. That's the parallel, right? Like and and he and you meet that guy, that Tom Cruise guy, and you like nerd out and you start quoting movie lines like he's a big dork right but he's not like annoying about it mm-hmm. um but he's not a fucking weeaboo he's not a weeaboo exactly <laughs> but he is a millennial and that's a bit of a fucking problem <laughs> because all right like the story right like the story is uh marcus uh is it, it got framed or or set up you know ctos and the company that runs it bloom they they pinned him for a crime he didn't commit and they they gave him a rap sheet and all that so he had to go and erase his his file and as a test to get into this hacktivist group right and the hacktivist group dead sect wants to stop the evil corporation from using everyone's personal information to find out about them for little things like marketing to big things like, you know, controlling, you know, framing people like Marcus and, and controlling society, right? So basically, it's the premise of Mr. Robot. Yes. Essentially. And this hacker group that, that are supposed to be the heroes who go around saying, we're telling you the truth. We're, we're doing this and we're gonna, we're gonna open your eyes. The way they do that is they get people to download their app so that they can use their information to, for their own ends. They're essentially doing the same goddamn thing as the villains and they're, and and they're killing people, right? Like, oh, hey, it's me. Oh, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Marcus. I'm 25 years old. I'm happy-go-lucky. Look at me. I wear skinny jeans and, and, and uh, fedoras. Oh, why don't I just go to my 3D printer and print out a fucking 12-gauge shotgun and just start mowing people down because, you know, I'm trying to open your eyes. I got to get you to download this app. I'm a hypocrite. So like, so you so you so you really do identify with this character then? Oh nope. yeah! Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> a black nerd who's a giant hypocrite. Yeah, that's, look, that's, look. You think the first thing I didn't do is go buy a Kangol? <laughs> 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 just 
I just put a gang on some Converse. It was the and, first thing I did. And a bottle of Mojo oh, Rising as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more of that. No more of that. You got to pay to hear that. Yeah, you, you got to pay to do. know what that is. <laughs> and trust me, you oh, want to for, <laughs> for, for that particular really? story. <laughs> um, but the game shit. itself, the game itself, I, I enjoy. There, there is... I enjoy running around, and I think it's because it's San Francisco, and I, I, I like that town. Um, but there is a problem with the game besides the story not making, besides the story contradicting itself. Mm-hmm. Most of the main missions are consist of you going into an area that you're not supposed to go into to get something and then going out. And... I haven't done a lot of the main missions and I'll tell you why in a second, but there's, it, it doesn't seem to have a lot of variety, but I'm very, very early on, but I, and I'm very early on in the missions and in, in, through main missions because of the second issue where like these open world games, I love them, but they've become a little too open. Mm-hmm. And so you remember Grand Theft Auto three, right? Things yes. were blocked off, you know, and you it and it it affected the pace of the game, right? Like you could, you there are certain things that you had to do, and you had to do certain things in the story before you can unlock the next area to go to. Now, people don't want that. People just want the whole map open from the get go. And the problem with that, at least for me, is that if I see a side mission, I'm going to do that side mission before I do the main mission. And then I'm going to get a bunch of XP. And there are a lot of different side missions, and I'm I'm kind of doing them. And there's even one thing where it's like, hey, just go here, take a photo of yourself, and you get followers. And followers are XP. And it's just free XP. Like, all you have to do is just explore the map, and you get free XP. And I've done all that. And now I'm incredibly overpowered for these very early missions. Mm-hmm. Like... My drone went from, you know, just like a quadcopter to like a drone that Obama uses to blow people up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I can just take my drone out, d- literally drop bombs on people, kill everybody, and just walk in and take, you know, whatever I need to take and then walk out. And of course, you know, some, someone could argue like, well, why don't you just play it differently? Well, yeah, but no. Like, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, if I, if I do this one thing and it doesn't work, guess what? I get frustrated easily. So guess what? I'm gonna fucking pop out the drone. I'm gonna drop a bunch of IEDs on these people. And I'm just gonna walk in, take whatever I need and walk out. So it affects the pacing of the game is very, it, it, it's poorly paced. That's one thing in Mad Max that they kind of address. Like, you have to do side missions to unlock some of the main missions. Right. Because you'll be completely underpowered if you try to do another main mission without doing some of the side missions. <laughs> so that's cool. Right. It's and inter- there really isn't a lot of variety in that game either. It's, it's, it's interesting cool. It's interesting that you talked about that. Um, I didn't put the story in the docket, but apparently Ubisoft announced that their games going forward um, are going to be much less scripted. From like a narrative aspect, um, starting with the next Assassin's Creed game, yeah, um, and like what you just described, kind of 
lends credence to that, I guess. You know what I mean? Like the fact they have all this stuff that you can do where you can just kind of um kind of do what you want. And, you know, they said that the the, the uh, quote from them is that games should be more of an anecdote factory. So like I'm sure you've done a lot of like had a lot of cool moments oh, yeah. in Watch Dogs that aren't necessarily part of the the main story of the game. Like just I shit mean, that I've you do. I've only done like I've only done like two main quest lines. Right. <laughs> like, that's it. So that's what I'm saying. So it seems like I mean, like they say Assassin's Creed is gonna be the first one, but it seems like they're already heading in that direction with uh with Watch Dogs too. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. It's uh it's a fun game, but um it's got it's got a little bit of issues. Fair enough. So the three of us, um, Micah, myself, and Terrence, have all been playing Overwatch. Now Terrence owns Overwatch. Um, Micah and I played because it was the free trial weekend that they had this past weekend. Unless you bought it as well. You ended up buying it? Yeah. Can I can I can I make a small confession? Yeah. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> self-control <laughs> it's really it's, it's it's more fun than i thought it would be huh. yeah it is isn't it it is well I, you, uh, you two can go since i've been playing this shit since day one right i uh I on the streamed, wrong system in the beginning i should have streamed that day that terrence and i, I were playing because i had a fucking blast not knowing what the hell to do <laughs> well it's over there trying to tell me what to do and i well, was like what the it fuck? struck me it struck me as interesting because it is a game that has an incredibly steep learning curve like they just they just kind of throw you into it and don't give you they don't really point you in any kind of direction it's really up to you to kind of experiment with characters and see what they do and and kind of learn for yourself how to play them which is interesting it kind of makes it similar to like a fighting game in that respect where you're going to or, but even more so because like when you play overwatch like you can play against bots and that's great but if you just jump online like you're going to fail a lot early on but it's not it's 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 interesting because the game is set up in such a way that you don't you're not discouraged even if you're getting your ass kicked. That's not true. <laughs> well, er, early on, I'm sure I'm sure once you get good and and shit starts happening then it it's going to get pretty frustrating. Um yes. but I was saying just starting out like like when I'm you know when I try a new character for the first time, I'm not pissed off when I am not good with that character for a match or two, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and then you kind of get good with your character, and then um, you realize that that Hattori Hanzo guy just <laughs> fucking like ter- like Terrence. Literally, I wanted to try him, and Terrence literally told me, "Oh well, all you got to do is just point your reticle in 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 a direction, and you will kill someone." And it's true. Like you just point it, you just point it, and it and and you kill people. Like we were watching, so you know how at the end of the game they have a play of the game, right? Right. We were playing, and we on I think it was the Hollywood level, mm. and this this Hattori Hanzo guy got play of the game. And for people who haven't played it, the play of the game is you see um, something really cool that someone did from their perspective. And this Hattori Hanzo guy literally took out our team. By just shooting arrows in the dark. <laughs> like there was just a dark, there was a dark room and he just shot arrows and he killed like four people or some ridiculous shit like that. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't make this shit up. <laughs> like I really right. don't. Like I fucking hate that character, man. 
We'll see. Like, I, just, I, hey, I'm just gonna fucking pull this arrow back. Oh, I got a headshot. I don't know how it just happened. Fuck off, dude. I've I've purposely Fuck. avoided him and Bastion just because I've heard those are the guys to not not play so that you're not a cheap ass. Oh, Bastion is he's he's been he's been um, he's been rectified. nerfed. Not no. nerfed necessarily, but there there are a lot of counters to Bastion. Not so many that motherfucking Hanzo because he's got a he's got the fucking pinnacle of weapon engineering in a bow and arrow. <laughs> but it's because it's amazing. Apparently, I don't fucking get it. I don't know. I really do also appreciate like the necessary teamwork aspect yes. of the game, and like because like to the point where I, it, there was a match where I was Mercy, right? And I I might have literally <laughs> killed, huh? No, go ahead. Continue. Okay, I might have literally only killed two people in the entire match, but I was still really integral because it was a control match. So while my team was trying to hold down the capture point that we had, I was just like hiding around a corner, just throwing stat buffs at guys the entire time and doing a lot of work, like getting a lot of, you know, getting a lot of assisted kills and stuff like that. And that's cool that you have like that option to be able to do. It's, it's neat to have a shooter and destiny is sort of the same way, but not as, not as much as overwatch is where you don't have to be good at the traditional shooter aspects to be, to, to have fun playing this game. All right, yeah, what character yeah. did you have to begin with, Micah? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. First, first character that I actually got good with was Mercy, because Mercy doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really happy when I killed one person with Mercy, and um, but quite literally, Mercy is just there to heal you and to, uh, to heal you and, and and buff you, basically. Yeah, I, I got I got a I got uh, featured on a play of the game where a Bastion was in was in his uh immobile mode just shooting people and I was just there buffing him and you could see uh my name as as I was buffing him during his play of the game. I felt, hey, I felt that's like a swell of pride. That's all I was doing when I when when I used to support characters. I just that's all I was doing was like, you know, they had I we had a defense character in the capture zone and I was just throwing holding down R1. <laughs> just throwing <laughs> yeah. throwing a time boost that's on it, shit. Man. I'm really good at not killing people, guys. I'm really good at not killing people. So, yeah, for me, um, this will be like a change of pace. So, so I'm going to tell you this, and Terrence might especially laugh at this. So on Sunday, after I was done playing Overwatch, um, I immediately switched over to Destiny. And I felt like my Destiny character was running through quicksand. <laughs> because I did not realize how fast... Overwatch actually Overwatch is. Overwatch is fast as shit. Even it the is, slow characters. Because like I thought Destiny, like when you compare Destiny to to like Call of Duty, like Destiny's pretty fucking fast. Like it's in that Halo space, you know, where it's yeah. quick moving and that's oh, you stuff. haven't you haven't played Titanfall 2. No, I have not played Titanfall Holy 2. Shit. <laughs> Yo. Just that a bunch of is... tracers on Titanfall 2. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally. <laughs> it's so it goddamn was, fast. But it was funny because actually Overwatch made me made me a better Destiny player in that immediate aftermath because since in Overwatch, like, very few characters can scope, like, you have to get really good at aiming from the hip so that in Destiny, when you can scope people, like, like your accuracy just goes through the roof because you're used to having to, used, used to, having to be accurate without it. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. But, yeah, this was cool. Um, like I said, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I did. Um, it'll be a nice change of pace because I'm at the point now with Destiny where it's it's the grind, right? And it's not always fun to do the grind all the time. So I'm playing it a little bit less frequently than I was before. Um, yeah. So th- this will be a nice thing to kind of mix it up. And I think it's like $35 right now. 
yep. online. So it's yeah, that's it's, why I, that's that's why I bought it for Xbox One because it was on sale. Now, which which system should I buy it for? Because I I haven't actually purchased it yet, but I have I have the cash in hand. To uh, do well, it. the Xbox One has the better controller, so Xbox One, of course. I <laughs> see. I I, the, I might actually do it on Xbox One just to play with you guys. The PlayStation One uh, is also on sale this week. Yes, it is. Yeah, they're both they're both on sale. So don't even bother. It's not worth it. <laughs> well, that's that's what I did the free weekend on was PlayStation, but I'm also only at like level seven, so I'm not too too miffed if I uh if I lose that progress. Yeah, and the levels don't even fucking matter. They just give you unlock. Right. Like, that doesn't boost anything as far as stats. It just gives you a whole bunch of stuff to play with as far as skins and uh shit like that. <clears throat> Correct. So so that was Overwatch. Um, Carrie, you've been awful quiet because you obviously don't play Overwatch, but nope. Uh, you and Micah. Have at it talking about yeah. the Pokemans. Fucking Pokemon. I got the game. Um, I actually didn't get the game at um, midnight when it came out. Um, I had to wait for Amazon to deliver it because I pre ordered it on Amazon because I chose to get the 15% discount with Amazon Prime. Uh, it's fucking awesome. I've put like 34 hours into it already. <laughs> um, when did you I'm pick a lunatic. It up? I, I got the game at like 3 p.m. on Friday. And you said 34 hours? Yeah. So so what you're telling me is you have literally put in five less hours of Pokemon in three days than I have of Destiny, a game that I played a lot in the last two months. God damn. Is what you're telling me right now. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh shit! That's a yeah, that's I mean, a lot of adam, that's a lot of animal knows, capturing. Everyone fucking knows I like Pokemon. I got a goddamn Pokemon tattoo for fuck's sake. Um, that's actually a badass tattoo, by the way. It's that should look dope really as shit. Cool. It's super fucking awesome, and I'm getting a second one hopefully soon. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's fucking awesome. It managed to um, change the formula of the main games. While keeping the feel of those games, like, it's not a completely wildly different experience, but it's enough of a significant change that it feels very fresh. Um, I really like the story. I really like all the supporting characters. I really like a lot of the new Pokemon. Um, I'm surprised at how much I like some of the new ones. Um, I have an Alolan Persian on my main team. Despite the fact that... Alolan Persian looks like fucking normal. Like, <laughs> her her beautiful round face. Like, once once I went into like the Pokemon refresh, which is the new thing where it's like you can pet and feed your Pokemon. Um, that's replaced the Pokemon Ami from X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Once I went into that and like it made its cute little I'm happy face, I was like, okay, no, I fucking love this thing. <laughs> it it captured me in the feel spot because one, I really like cats anyway, but I just it's dumb and I love it. It's like, I um, really love you, Persian. Now go out and fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> fight to the death, or else I'm going to ship you to Abu Dhabi. Um <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go too terribly much into the story because a lot of people have been trying to avoid story spoilers, and this game is significantly more story heavy than past entries have been. So, so. Sh- should I pay attention to the story? Yes. All right, because I, I tell you where I'm at, and you're gonna laugh, but I'm not very far. I'm okay. I, I, I just made it to the second island. I just beat the the first Kahuna. Okay. And um, I, I'm on the second island, and now I'm just grinding because I don't know what what's coming, and I I want to be able to uh, I want to be able to to crush, kill, destroy uh, <laughs> the any any bullshit ass preschooler or whomever. <laughs> did you get to the preschooler who when you beat her is just like i'm too young for math and i'm like i i feel that i feel that tiny child um but yeah the the story's good um you should definitely pay attention to the story team skull is probably my favorite villainous team since team rocket yo um for all right for the uninitiated team skull is just a bunch of wiggers who steal pokemon <laughs> they're just a bunch of stupid fucking douchey punks and and they like to throw hands and uh make bad attempts at rapping Um, but they're they're so funny it's so fucking funny um their leader uh guzma is uh probably one of my favorite characters uh period um Particularly once you learn more about him later on and whatnot. Um, and he's a, he's a bug type specialist and bug is one of my favorite types. Uh, so yeah, um, it's, it's good. It's really good. And heads up, uh, end game is no fucking joke. Oh yeah. Like there are a lot of moments in Pokemon where I was like, this is hard. Like, not to the point where I was getting frustrated, but where I was like, okay, like, this is a challenge. Like, I actually have to fucking sit and think about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to approach this battle. And if I need to, like, go back and grind and make a change to my team to, like, rebalance my team. Um, but yeah, endgame, um, endgame is no fucking joke. Like, yeah, see, it's, I, I like that shit. Like, like, hey, no, it's right. fucking, it's I, super cool. I've got a, I've got a fire type, a water type, a grass type, electric type, and a psychic type. I'm ready. And then here comes fucking dragon and fairy, and I'm, oh, god damn it. Now I gotta uh, go and fucking level up different Pokemon. But I, I, I like that shit, man. I, I like that shit. So um, one of my favorite new types, or one of my favorite new mons, is um, Salazzle, <laughs> which is a stupid sounding name it's like a it's a toxic salamander basically um and uh it's a fire it's a poison fire type which is super fucking cool i wasn't a huge fan of the fairy type but it has turned poison and steel into more offensive types because those are two of fairy's weaknesses yeah um so yeah having like a really cool um offense focused poison type in my party has been really fucking cool so I can't wait. Me and uh, uh, I should have named my character Riley because he looks like Riley from the Boondocks. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. I'm glad the character customization came back too because they did that in X and Y, and then they didn't put it in um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Um, 
But yeah, and end game. I'm in post game now. There's a lot of post game content, so I've I've really only scratched the surface on that. I've mostly been um, breeding things for friends of mine who have Moon who want the version exclusives from Sun. Uh-huh. Um, so I haven't really gotten too terribly far into the post game content, um, but there's a decent amount, and um, it's it's cool. I I got both I got both games, so I have Moon still in the plastic wrap. Um, I got the Steelbook dual pack off of Amazon like a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, just if you're going to get into this, like don't just. Don't go into it being like, it's just another Pokemon game. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, you're going to get to the end game and it's like, legit, it's a boss, a legendary battle, elite four champion, and then another legendary battle. Like, you can pause between that, but like, it really feels like, bam, 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 like, you're going to get fucked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Jesus, it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. Um. And I, I'm excited for what the story seems to be setting up for. So, which hopefully we'll talk about in headlines. So, well, I ain't fucking battling you no time soon, then. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone I've talked to that's played it has played it a lot over this first, uh, this first weekend. So it seems like everyone's pretty excited. Um, hopefully Terrence is not catatonic. Over there, after listening to all that Pokemon nonsense, I was, reading, I was reading something. I wasn't paying any attention. Excellent, excellent, very good. Oh, I do have one more Pokemon question for Micah. Yes. Did you pick the Firestarter? Uh, like that the, song. Uh, fire type Pokemon, yeah. And yeah. I named him okay. Ernest. <laughs> Wait, what? And and at level thirty four, I'm gonna be wrestling uh, with uh, Ernest the Cat. Good. Yeah, you damn good. right I did. I'm glad. In Incineroar, it's a wrestler. He evolves into a wrestler. You damn right. <laughs> he's the heel type Pokemon. That's that's his classification. Is he's a heel? Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yes. Yo. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. If you look, if you look in 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 the Pokedex, he is called the heel Pokemon. <laughs> that's pretty funny. His typing is fire dark, and of course, keeping in mind that dark type in Japan is literally called the evil type. That's racist. Um, so, yep. Good. Yes, Incineroar wait. is uh, one of my favorite starters in the series. Period. Well, so he's uh, my Incineroar, or my uh, uh, not Litten, not Incineroar. What's the middle one? Toracat. Toracat is at level Litten? twenty-one. So that what you I'm said? Ready. Did you Litten. say Litten? Yeah, that's his, yeah. that's the L I T T E N. Is he a like fire kitten, type? but with an L? Is that a fire type? Like it's we lit. Funny. Speaking of lit, the premium channel on the Apocalypse oh, Network shit. is. Out of control this month. I, I'm going to be prone to a bit of hyperbole this episode. This might be the best this premium episode. month of all time because you have the most ridiculous episode of the Area Grievances ever. <laughs> I listened to it. I, look, I was over. I was recording last week, and they were like, "You have to listen to this episode." And I listened to it, and I was like, "Okay, I get it." <laughs> like I, I wasn't I wasn't too outraged. 
But listen you to that you shit. You weren't it's, mad, right? It, well, it's not me mad look, about it. It's just hilarious. Just hilarious look, story. Look, I will neither confirm nor deny ever being in such a situation myself. <laughs> Continue. Uh, you have you have the the continued excellence that is look forward after this uh, after this crazy election cycle and and the bad shit news that has come since. The two weeks after that's happened, um, you have a new episode, Night Time to Bleed, and you have what is sure to be one of the hallmark episodes of the Men with the Golden Tongues later this month because we just recorded Moonraker on Sunday, and it was it was a lot of fun. So yes. so if you haven't subscribed yet, do yourself a favor. Go to the nerdpocalypse.com slash premium. It's only $5 a month or $50 for you the whole year. And you're going to want to do the entire year. So just give us the 50 bucks. Do it. And uh, since I guess TNP is not recording this week, um, we uh, have I been. We are. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, Jay still. On Thanksgiving? No, on no. tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> um, well, Jay Jesus. still told me to, sh- to shout out uh, Jason W., Mark L., and Andrew E., who all signed up for premium content this past week. So thank you guys very much. And uh, if you have not done so, get off your ass and uh, and join those three folks in doing so because it is well worth the money. Believe me. And I'm not just saying that because I'm fucking <laughs> it's, on it. Yeah, all of the shows are pretty fucking bananas. They really are. So uh, new releases this week. Uh, there's only one retail release. Uh, Darksiders War Mastered Edition has come out. You don't like that pun, Micah? No, Even I the pun know. that makes no sense whatsoever. It, wait, didn't it they already come no out sense. with a fucking? It's wait. It's supposed nah, to be remastered. No, nah. no, I get it, but it, it doesn't it. make actual but, sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, is he the master of war? He is. No, like you literally play as war, one of the four horsemen of the oh. apocalypse, and that's why. But still, uh, but still, not a very, not a very good. <laughs> Not not as not as good as the as Darksiders two the definitive edition was much better was a much better pun. De- is that what they did? <laughs> that is what they definitive. did. Definitive. <laughs> that is what they did. So so there's that. Um, on the digital front, it is a whole slew of just stunning mediocrity. Um, <laughs> Al- Alchemic Jousts and the Amnesia Collection. Gary the Gull, a VR game. Uh, Hollow Ball, another VR game. I Zombie, a game that has literally nothing to do with the crappy TV show of the same name. Uh, Laser Disco Defenders. Proton Pulse. Yes, Proton Pulse, another VR game. Uh, Samurai Showdown 6. That's a, that's a ball out of left field. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no bullshit. Oh, oh, I, didn't even, I really didn't even pay it. Samurai Showdown. Six? I had no idea they were still I didn't making know Samurai they were Showdown games. Five of them. Right. <laughs> Correct. Hold on. Me I mean, apparently Samurai. Shit. I mean, Samurai Showdown Six has been out Since for like, a long time. Well, for, it's been like, out for like a decade. Twelve years. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. What? But yeah, it just oh, seems odd that they're putting know. it out um, on digital. Now, that is a that is a mediocre release week. But to juxtapose that. Games with oh, Gold no. for Microsoft might be the greatest Games with Gold month ever in, oh, in the month of December. You know what? 
you write. I'm not even. I'm not even being. Fu- I'm not even being funny. Like I'm being dead that's, serious. That's not even hyperbole. No, this that's... is this is a stunning month. So on on the on Xbox One, uh, you get the Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition all month long for free. I already own it. Right, but but uh, but some people might not. You know, yeah, some people that. might not. So the for the back half of the month into the beginning of January, you get Outlast, which is a I... game that we will talk about briefly later on in headlines. Well, the second one. Um, I've Correct. been wanting to pick that up so good. Yes. Now, it's been like five bucks and I still never picked it up. <laughs> now, now, the backwards compatibility games are stellar. So, first half of December, Outland from Housemark, a fantastic it. platforming game that is well <sighs> worth picking up. Um, the second half of the month. Shit that I already have. I know. Well, I, yeah, it's not, not, the, not the greatest one for you. Second half of the month, what might well be one of the finest and funnest racing games of all time, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, buddy. for free. That's that's a good fucking month. I I picked a great time to get an Xbox One. <laughs> oh, speaking of consoles, I forgot to mention I bought a PS4. Excellent. Oh, why'd you do that? Uh, I did that because my roommate bought a PS4 Pro and I could buy his old one for really cheap and I need something to play JRPGs on and there's a lot coming out on PS4 that's not coming out on PC. There you go. Mm. So I guess if you if you don't have Xbox Live Gold and you own an Xbox One, I don't first of all I don't know why that would be. Yeah, there's no point. What are you right. doing? You but bought it all on a paperweight. But like, if you're like, oh no, I never play anything online, so I don't need this. Do yourself a favor, pay the ten dollars for this upcoming month because it will be you. You will get your money's worth and then some if yeah. you don't already own these games. Sleeping Dogs is one of my favorite open world games. It's it's very very fun and um, uh, it is. I mean, it is. I I bought that game like three or four times over. Yeah, like, me too. That fun. I bought it three times. Um. And then, yo, uh, Burnout Paradise? Come on, man. Come on. Dude, that, that by itself. It's worth it for that. Right. It's so. worth buying this console, paying the $60 a year to go and play Burnout Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, is it already backwards compatible, or are they making it backwards it, they're, compatible they're this making, month? They're making it backwards compatible this month. Huh. So there you go. Um, this is normally where we do question of the week. However, since we are doing Survivor Series this month or this week, uh, we we opted not to. Um, but don't already forty five fucking minutes into the correct, show. Correct, correct. Um, but don't worry because we will we show. will make it up to you guys next week with uh with your favorite because American Thanksgiving is this week and it tends to be a very slow video game news week. So we will do what we always do when it is very slow. So look forward. <clears throat> to that. Uh, so let's pass it over to Terrence, who has our headlines for this week. Uh, yeah, that's me, isn't it? Uh, first up, Super Mario Run releasing on iPhone December 15th. Carrie, take it away. I don't care. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So um, <laughs> this is the... Um, <laughs> I'll just handle these first three stories and you can take a nap. How about that? Oh, yes. They're um, all three. Good. Excellent. You, you cool. Go ahead and do that. Glad so, you're here. Yep, absolutely. Happy to be here. So, um, Super Mario Run, which was announced, um, like last month or something like that, mm-hmm. um, will release on December 15th for iOS. Um, 
And they're doing something that I really like, where you can play it for free in, like, a limited version, or you can just fucking pay $10 and get the whole game, which I wish more mobile games would do, as far as, like, either pay a larger sum and get everything and not have to do constant um, microtransactions. Mm Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, fully free and everything's free. Um, I, I much prefer this model where it's just like, you get the whole game and it's $10. And from what I've seen of the game, it seems like it would probably be worth $10. Um, anyway, I don't really have a ton to say about Super Mario Run besides the fact that, like, it's the first big Nintendo mobile title since Pokemon Go. Um, I mean, you really, you could argue it's the first big Nintendo mobile title because they had very little to do with Pokemon Go that's in the true. first place. You know, so. they, they oversaw what Niantic was doing, but that's a Niantic game right. that Nintendo put a Pokemon coat of paint on, basically. Um, My, speaking of Pokemon, Pokemon Go, they're doing a Thanksgiving event. So. Okay. My only qualm with Mario Run, um, 10 bucks is expensive for what it is. Um, but it's not expensive for a Nintendo game. So I kind of get why they're offering it. And look, like this, this game, they're going to sell so many copies of this on iOS. Like it, like, right. cause you're going to get people, not only Nintendo fans, but people who just are familiar with Mario that are going to see this pop up on in the app store and just fucking right. buy it. So I mean, right. yeah, I get it. Once totally it's available it. for Android, I'm fucking getting it. Absolutely. Um, Oh. They haven't announced when it will be available, but they have said it will be available on Android. I'll play it for free. Like I said, I'll I'll, I'll pop yeah. it on my iPad and, and and mess around with it. So, yeah, I, I feel like you're you're paying seven dollars for the game and then another three bucks for the brand. Look, yeah. it's still cheap. It's still cheaper than a Square mobile game. That's true. Uh, yeah, it's very true. Probably better quality too. Right. Oh. Um. Can you play this in landscape mode? Does anybody know? I don't know. They haven't shown it off in landscape mode. That's troubling. I think a little bit. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't like like if it if it's an endless runner I don't want to have the have the the narrower view of the screen. Right. If it's a side scrolling runner, why the fuck would you not have it in um landscape mode? I can see I if they were running up the screen. That's fine. But like, well, there's a lot of jumping side, up. It seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of vertical play. Let's hope so. So okay. Well, actually, that does make sense then. Yeah, because okay. you're you're jumping like that's and you're and you're you're on a track and you're jumping. So all right, I guess that makes sense. Cool. So anyway, uh, moving on to my favorite story regarding <clears throat> Pokemon Sun and Moon. A bunch of dummies who pirated the game before it launched um, went online with it on their 3DSs and got the fucking ban hammer from Nintendo. Um, the bans the bans will not allow players to go online or even access any of the other online functions. Good so job, dummies. Seriously. Yeah, like what like, the why? fuck did you think was going to happen? Right, like that's that's the question that really does need to be asked. Like what what did you expect the end result of this to be person who illegally downloaded the game early? Right. Right. 
my favorite one is like the 4chan post that's like I'm banned I can't access anything not even the eShop I will never buy anything from Nintendo again <laughs> well clearly you weren't buying anything from Nintendo to begin with you fucking dummy <laughs> So, and Nintendo actually released a, a statement saying, um, as a result of a number of Nintendo 3DS users using unauthor unauthorized versions of several games and connecting to the official game servers in violation of our TOS, these users' 3DS systems that stored the unauthorized game code have been banned from Nintendo's online network effective immediately. So, you know, uh, so they didn't entirely brick their system, which they probably could have done it's just well you're not fucking going online with this anymore so the problem the, the problem that a lot of people ran into is that i think that the person who they got the file from assured them that it would be fine but again like don't don't be a fucking don't be a fucking idiot like like don't right. like don't believe the guy on 4chan that's like oh no trust me guys this will be completely legit you're good to go my uncle who works for nintendo says it's going to be okay <laughs> My, Don't my, worry about all those warrants out for you. I got a free boat for you. Right, right, right. right. My, 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 my uncle, Mister Pokemon, told me that this was legit, guys. So have fun. In any case, don't don't steal games. Don't pirate games. Like, there's no upside to that. Literally and if you no. do and you get banned, don't be don't be mad. Right, like you did it to if, yourself. Here's the thing. If you are going to pirate the game, don't fucking go online. Just right. play it completely offline. Don't connect to the internet once you have the game on your system. Don't be a dumbass. Well, like I said, people... Uh, it's, it, the, the, the fact that people don't think that Nintendo is not going to catch on to this is what always gets me. That's, right. that's what always staggers me. Like, of course they're going to fucking see it, you dummies. Right. Like, did you, did you think Nintendo was completely unaware of all of the leaks of everything in the game hmm. that were coming out a week before the game launched? <laughs> Do you think they were completely fucking oblivious to all the shit that was on every single major gaming news site for a week pre-launch? People hmm. are dumb. I'm, to be honest, I'm surprised Nintendo know what, in, what internet is. <laughs> it took them long enough God. God. To, uh, ah. to get their shit online. But They're like, just... now, that we are, now that we're online, we cannot let these people come and steal <laughs> our games. <laughs> There's one more Nintendo story in there about a Switch or something like that. There is, yes. Um, so <laughs> the rumor is that a uh, a version of Pokemon Sun and Moon tentatively codenamed Pokemon Stars will launch for the Switch in 2017. Now, this is interesting, um, but not for the reason that a lot of people think it's interesting. A lot of people think it's interesting. Oh, look at that. It's going to be finally a Pokemon game on a home console. I've, I've been waiting for this forever, blah, blah, blah. I find it interesting because if this is true, this could be the first signal of Nintendo moving away from the 3DS. That's also true. When the Switch comes out, which I think, by the way, if for the Switch to be the success that they need that console to be, I think they have to do that. Yeah, they, they have. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to be mad about that. Um I I hope that Stars ends up being somewhat of a sequel to Sun and Moon. Um just because of the way the story that played out in Sun and Moon, I I 
am really curious as far as like how they would continue that. Um, but the other thing, as far as Pokemon is concerned, is this would be the first time in three full Pokemon generations that we get like that, you know, quote, third version of a game. Um, we didn't get it in Gen 5. They did Black and White, and then they did Black and White 2 to continue that storyline. And then they did X and Y, and they never did Z. That never materialized. Um, they did the Gen 3 remakes instead, and now we're in Gen 7 with Sun and Moon. Um, so... You know, it would be it would be pretty interesting if they went sort of back to that formula that they had followed for so many years. But in any case, um, a, a lot of people are pointing to um, one of the earliest teaser trailers for Sun and Moon, which seemingly pointed to a high res uh, model of uh, one of the new Pokemon Picky Pack. Um, who's a woodpecker. Um, but yeah, uh, it's an interesting article. Um, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Um, but apparently, like, the name Pokemon Stars has apparently been copyrighted um, in the United States. So... Hmm. I mean, that literally doesn't mean anything. No, but, it doesn't uh, mean shit. <laughs> but, uh... Really, It really doesn't mean anything. But, um, you know, of course, when they were revealing the switch a lot of people were like where's pokemon where's pokemon they showed off new mario they showed off new mario kart they showed off new splatoon where's where's pokemon um and i kept saying why would they show off another new pokemon title right, right before before <laughs> they release the ones that they've been hyping for the last 10 months right. like why that that wouldn't have made any sense from a marketing perspective right so now that Sun and Moon are out, and now that we know that they're sometime in mid-January, they're going to do a massive in-depth look at what the Switch is going to be and what software it's going to have at launch. That's the earliest that I would expect them to be like, okay, we're doing this thing. It's called Pokemon Stars. It's an HD version of Sun and Moon, and it's going to be a launch title on the Switch or whatever. So we'll see. I'm optimistic. All right. So, in any case, I think that's it for Nintendo. Terrence, you can you can come back, and I can go to sleep because I don't <laughs> fucking like that. <laughs> <bed. laughs> uh, next up, the third season of the Walking Dead game is coming out. Uh, Telltale's Walking Dead coming out this next month on the twentieth of December. Now, this is a this is a sequel to the other two seasons, and mm-hmm. Clementine is a teenager now. I think that's kind of cool how they continue in the story and she's older and you're playing the same character in these um, things. I never finished the first season, but I've seen people play the first two seasons and they Lee seem dies. pretty cool. I know he, I know he dies. Um, Lee is the black dude mm. for those that don't know. Uh, mm. that game has been out for four years. Get over it. Uh, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I, I would have to imagine that Walking Dead probably is their best-selling game by far. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to keep it going. I'm not surprised about this at all. I wonder if they're going to uh, save Clementine's death for uh, when she meets her version of Negan and then gets her brains bashed in. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> it would be terrible. Girl. It would be pretty funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Glenn's <laughs> eyeball was hanging out, man. That shit <laughs> God, was wild. Was comic accurate. Comic accurate, yeah. And then and then someone uh, made me feel bad because they were like, you know, a real Asian dude died like that, right? And I'm like, oh, damn. I'm sure a couple people have died like that. Yeah. Me. Yeah, like World War II was a thing. That <laughs> <so>. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't necessarily see how that's going to make me feel even any worse than watching. You know what? Now I feel bad. <laughs> so that's why we're here. We're, we're we're here to to dissuade you of guilt. So. Uh, Pressure Olympics, everybody. Uh, next up, uh, Warner Brothers obtains full control of Machinima. I so, didn't know they had part control of Machinima. Yeah, apparently they invested um, a couple of years ago. They invested a substantial amount of money into it um I, none of us do any of us use machinima like no, I, I i literally don't know what shows are on uh, okay. yeah neither machinima. do i i used to watch the youtube channel or whatever i think that's what it was yeah right? that's what it it's is YouTube channel. still um but yeah, i mean so i don't they do video game reviews they do um that's that's why i'm curious to know mm. What's going to come of this merger? Because right. so, if Warner like, Brothers Warner is Brothers controlling has the a video content, game, right? Warner Brothers right. has a video game uh, division, right? What, yeah, they, they come sure out do. with a terrible fucking game, and they're like, mm, "You guys can't review this, or you can review it, but you can't say bad things about it." How does that work? I don't know. I don't because because uh, uh, Donald Trump, right? Oh, yeah, it's fair. It's a fair point. You know, because as much as we um. You know, as, as much as I'd like to believe that, you know, if they operate as a separate arm that's not controlled by them, I'm still not going to trust any Warner Brothers content that comes from them. It'd be kind of like Fox, right? You have the Fox Network television and then you have like Fox News. They're kind of separate. Mm-hmm. Like they allow family guy to shit on them. <laughs> right. So maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know. That's weird. Like I said, I didn't know they had part control before this. Uh, so we can move on from that because I don't think too many people give a damn. Uncharted Four is is receiving a survival horde mode, uh, which is coming out on the PlayStation Experience. What the fuck does that even mean? It's it's debuting at Experience? PlayStation Experience, which is an event that's happening um two weeks from now. Oh, so it's like basically an expo. Oh, well that's yes, fine, whatever. This yeah, this will probably get me back into uh playing Uncharted. Really? Multiplayer. You yeah, know what's I, funny? Um, after I played, after I beat Uncharted 4, uh, I deleted that game right off the of hard drive. <laughs> oh, wow. I did! Well, what, which is, well, what, it's just weird for me because I played the shit out of Uncharted 3's multiplayer. Like, I played a lot. And I, for whatever reason, I just wasn't in any way inclined to, uh, to do that in this one. I have uh, a steady group of friends. One guy in particular who absolutely loves Uncharted multiplayer. Like, like it's. I think it's the only thing he plays. Like, he he is he is very good at it and he loves it. Like, you know, we most people have that one game that they just right. play, and this is his game. Um. So, and I haven't been able to get on, you know, lately just because of when he plays. But, um, a horde mode. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Uh. I'll hop back on for that. Yeah, they they did something similar in Uncharted Two, I seem to recall. Um, that I, I dabbled in. I don't remember playing it a whole bunch, but yeah, I mean it's it's great if it, if it keeps the uh, the life of the game extended. I don't know if I ever will get back into it though because I've I've embarked on so many other better multiplayer games that you know I don't really yeah. need it. Like if I want to play Horde mode, I'll just go fucking play Prison of Elders and, and do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
right. I guess. Next up, Resident Evil 7 uh, Collector's Edition is $180, and it comes with a house. This is fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I I just took a look at it. I'm awake again. This is fucking stupid. It comes with a it comes with a replica mansion music box. Yeah, it's a music, music box. Uh, it comes with a steel metal a, case. It comes with a weird dildo. It comes <laughs> oh, with VHS yeah. tape. <laughs> oh shit! That does look like a finger dildo. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a USB dildo. Um, or it's, it's a and it comes with USB. a quote a creepy note. So it comes with uh, something for you to masturbate to with your creepy dildo. <laughs> That's very weird. Is this a real videotape? I, 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 no, I, I, think, it, I think it just says a tape put box. into a VHS. God damn it! I hope I hope no, it's, it's a real VHS tape. It's a tape box. I mean, what? That doesn't even make sense. A t- uh, yeah, exclusive lithograph. Remember VHSs? Like that's a lot of stuff. Like I guess if you're a collector, right? Like if you're a, resi- if you're a Resident a Evil super fan, you will. You will buy this, I'm sure, with a smile on your face. A lot of Pick stuff. A, um, uh, a dollhouse. I mean, How big yeah, is that? Yeah, but is it 180 dollars worth of stuff? Right. You get a USB. How big is the USB? Probably like four gigs? gigs. Fuck you. Four. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do with a four gig? That's like uh, twelve USB bucks. Drive? Let me. I'll let me put weird porn on it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So the other day, I was looking around the house for a specific cable that I needed um, that I knew I had somewhere around here. And I encountered a thumb drive from the game Rift that came out many, many years ago on PC Whoa. that they sent me a complimentary thumb drive. Do you know the size of this thumb drive that I encountered in my travels? 512. Uh, I was going to was, was go 256. Uh, Micah is the winner with 128 <laughs> megabytes. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> on this terrible ass fucking thumb drive, which isn't even worth the plastic that it's fucking made out of. <laughs> God damn, dude. That is I don't know what you win, shame. Micah, but oh you won. God. So. Oh, man. A hundred. Oh what are you going to do with 128 megs? You oh, can put a Word document in it. <laughs> yes, you can. You could put several. Ha- <laughs> no, you could put like half of a fucking porn video on there. Uh, I mean, you could put a number of of weird of low res weird porn JPEGs. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Pictures. That's true. Don't, how but, how but, long ago did this game come? Rift. I don't remember that. I game. was like five. I mean, this is just like a promotional shitbag hard drive that that got fucking sent out. It's it's no big thing, but it just it just made me giggle when I popped. I was like, I wonder how big this oh, is. Cool. I popped it in, and it was like fucking nothing. I'm like, oh my god, why why did they even bother? <laughs> Like like in twenty in twenty eleven, one hundred twenty eight yeah, megabytes fucking was fucking pathetic. nothing, right? Jesus. Uh, the next story we have uh, is there's going to be a Monster Hunter. Se- <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't even finish nope. the sentence. I love it. Are you no. fucking serious? I love it. Nope. A Monster Hunter cinematic universe. No one nope. asked for this. Uh, oh, a bunch of whoa, people in Japan whoa, did, whoa, I guess. Whoa, whoa, Bolt and director Paul W.S. Anderson are releasing their <laughs> final version of the evil film called The Final Chapter in January. And Anderson has already written a first draft of the I Monster mean, Hunter script. I mean, once they're done... I don't done, understand. It's going to be understand. produced for around $50 million. <laughs> That's so much fucking money! God, I don't understand... Yeah. And here's here's what I don't understand. 
is how do you do a film based on a game that doesn't have any plot? There is you no plot. You run around and Hunter. you chase big monsters. You there, can make a, you, there is one there's one reason in which this does make sense. And that Capcom. is that when oh no. No, no. When uh, when when Resident Evil is done, when the Resident Evil cinematic franchise is done, uh Mila Jovovich is going to need a film vehicle <laughs> to work on. Yo, if she's in this movie. If Paul W.S. Anderson shit. is directing it, you better fucking believe she's gonna be in it. I guarantee it. Yeah. This it's the only the it's the only movie she are, she's in. No, this is <sighs> stupid. This is really dumb. And what's what's dumber is his quote comparing it to Star Wars. That's the dumbest thing I've ever read in my entire fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> quote, it's on the level of like a Star Wars movie in terms of world creation. No, it's fucking not. I don't think that's true at all. No, it, it fucking is not. It is it's not. It's not even close. Hold not, on, hold no. on. No. You got to nope. finish that quote. There are no real central characters, so it's a bit like when we first approached Resident Evil. What? Nigga, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, there Yo. were central characters in Resident Evil. There was Chris, and there was yeah. Jill. They were, the, they were the main characters in that game. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Apparently, he's never played a Resident Evil game. Which uh, is why clearly the goddamn not. Have movies, you seen the movies? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, which is why the movies make no sense. The first one was the best, and that's not saying much. Well, he uh, says, I think this is a perfect IP for us to do the uh, do exactly the same thing again. No, it's uh, not. This uh, Monster Hunter movie. It's fucking stupid. Like the they Monster Hunter film. characters and story <laughs> on that world. I mean, they have to because there aren't any characters <laughs> or a storyline. <laughs> so... So the Monster Hunter film series has even more potential for success, at least in terms of pure profit. Oh, nope. shut up. No, it doesn't. I don't believe Not that's even true. Remotely because unlike Resident Evil, which is a series that pretty much everyone who's hurt, who's like ever played a video game has or knows heard of video of, games. Honestly. Everyone, everyone has probably heard of the Resident Evil game franchise if they are even remotely into horror as a genre. Um, Monster Hunter is super fucking niche. You know, like, you know what though? You know what though? Apparently the game series is really successful in China. That's why they're fucking doing it because they they'll they know they'll make money with a Chinese release. Yeah. What the fuck ever. Warcraft made how much? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Fucking China, man. Yep. They don't they don't they don't know what good stuff is. Uh, they're not a first world country. Uh, and finally, <laughs> the creators of Outlast 2 have a Kickstarter for adult diapers. Because well, I rescind my previous comment. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Have you seen Outlast? It looks pretty creepy. Oh, I because mean, you're I, supposed okay. to shit yourself? Yeah, you just got that? Oh, God. Uh, Alright, alright. Yeah, all that's right. the whole... Okay. These diapers yeah. have a drink pocket. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, doesn't like really, it really work is. when you're sitting down, does it? I mean, you know what I mean. Shit on themselves when they're lying down. So, I don't, I don't understand how any. Oh, you mean the pocket, the drink? First of all, what, 
no, I'm not reading the rest of this shit. So, this is so, like stupid tech. Get so far, it, this, this is fucking stupid tech. Suppressor. You know what? Grid. You know what? I don't care. I don't care what Jay does have available for stupid tech this week on TNP. <laughs> this should be the story. It's this a has got to be on it. It meets yeah. the criteria. It, it, yeah, it really does. Is this real? But this it's is real. real. Like, it's this is really on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Micah, it's, it's raising eighty nine hundred dollars. Yes, one hundred and sixty people have pledged on this Kickstarter so far. Man, it must be real. Now you better you better hang on to what little money you have because come next calendar year, uh, we're all gonna be fucking fighting over bottle caps. <laughs> now, to be fair. To be oh, fair, man, most of the pledge levels do include the game as well. Mm. So one one could argue they're paying for the game and then paying a little bit extra for these stupid underoos that you can apparently wear <laughs> while you're playing uh while you're playing Outlast. I can't believe that this is a real thing. I like, feel like it started as a joke. Right, and, and they're like, they oh, we like, can actually do it. do it. Yeah, we could fucking do it. I'm like, get out get out of here. Fucking crazy, and 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 Micah, the studio is based in your favorite new city of all time. By the way, what? Yeah, what city is that? Uh, Montreal. Montreal. Uh, Look, 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 Canada. (laughs) I mean, look, you gave us Chris Jericho, or you gave us Kevin Owens. Yep. But, like, like you just you just canceled that out with this. Montreal specifically, or, or, or Quebec specifically. God damn it! Fucked it up. So, oh, that's it for uh, that's it for headlines. Um, listen, Ugh. guys, listeners, as you're listening to this, most of you are listening to this before U.S. Thanksgiving, which means Black Friday is right around the corner. It means Cyber Monday is right around the corner. I know you're going to be going to Amazon. I know it. You have got to go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon for everything that you buy from Amazon this holiday season so that you help your favorite video game podcasts and support our show. It's It doesn't cost anything. It costs nothing. You literally just have to type that web address into your address bar, and it takes you right to Amazon.com, but the special Amazon.com that gives us money when you purchase stuff. All right, look. I'm gonna be real, real with you guys. All right, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Like everybody does these Amazon affiliate things, right? But nobody tells you what the cut is that we get. All right, we get four cents to the dollar for every dollar you spend. Amazon gives us four cents. <laughs> That's it. You you can't give us four cents. You cheap sons of bitches. You can't give us four cents. Like, come on, man. Hook us up with four cents. And then the more you buy, the, 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 if you buy something that's $2, you give us eight cents. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. You could do that. You, yeah, help, help your friends out. Please. We're trying to do big things. I'm telling fucking embarrassing well, we, we, ass we, we stories with your things. entertainment. <laughs> Hook us up, man. But this is how we do big things. Is yes. is is from from revenue sources like Amazon. So again, densepixels.com slash Amazon. It's the best web link that you can use to visit Amazon.com. Bar none. It's the only one you should use. Every other link does not work. 
You're, you're right <laughs> about that. All. And look, and look, the Nerpocalypse, like they have their own. You can't spell that shit. Like exactly. you, have, you have to guess. It's pretty fucking difficult to spell. It's that. hard to spell. My it's wife, hard to spell. My wife pimps these shows out. She can't even pronounce the goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he does the nerd apocalypse. Like, no, it's not that. It's not that at all. Just say I do dense pixels. That's right. It's nice, easy to remember. It's a pun. People love puns for some reason. So yeah, hook us up. Do it. Do it, please. Speak it, speaking of getting hooked up. Um the <laughs> top stories, the the generically titled The Game Awards. The the Keely, the Keeley Awards twenty sixteen. The Geoffs twenty sixteen <laughs> have uh, announced their nominees. Uh we'll go through some of them. Game of the year. The nominees are Doom. Doom Doom's, Doom's got a lot of buzz. Doom's got a lot of buzz. Doom is really fucking like good, man. Yeah. It really is. I'd be surprised if a shooter wins game of the year. Well, there, there, there's um, four oh, of shit. them nominated. Oh, hey, now, why did you? Why you got to bring up old shit? Come on, man, that's too fucking traumatic. Um, Inside, which is uh, my pick to win. I haven't played it, but um, the Game Awards try to be bougie, just like uh, the Oscars. So they'll probably give it to an indie darling. If they don't give it to an indie darling, they'll give it to if a if a shooter does win, it'll be this one, uh, Overwatch. Um. Titanfall 2 and Uncharted for A Thief's End. Those are the I, nominees for Game of the Year. What do you think is going to win? My my number one pick is inside to win. Overwatch. Not, then Overwatch would win. I I would say Overwatch is I'm, probably going yeah, to win. I'm going to go with Overwatch. They're about to make would, a fucking league out of it. I yeah. I would be so pleased if Inside won um, because I think that and Inside is nominated for so many things, um, but I I think it's not a mainstream game. But I think if a game like that were to win, um, you know, you'd get more people interested in that sort of you know more of an artistic game experience. Right. Um, the only category I really give that much of a shit about is um, the uh, independent game. Oh, I knew um, I, I knew you would. As soon as I saw the nominees, I'm like, well, I know what Carrie's going to vote for. I really fucking want Stardew Valley to win, dude. Um, Stardew Valley is so fucking good. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to play since they did the big update. Um, but yeah, Stardew Valley is fucking incredible, and it was all made by one guy, and he fucking deserves it. So, so the, nom- the rest of the nominees are Firewatch, Hyper Light Drifter, Inside, Stardew Valley, and The Witness. Do you want Stardew Valley to win? What do you think is going to win? I think Firewatch is going to win. See, I, Firewatch see, is I, that first-person game, right? Yes. Or is it something different? What? Uh, no, it's, the first, it's that like, first-person camping game. Not camping, but you play as a guy. It's that mystery. You play as game. a ranger. Yeah. Yes. That that's speaking to a uh, a voice over his radio, but he doesn't know who it actually is. Yeah, kind of deal. He's inside Stardew Valley. I mean, so I think Inside will win this. Um, were and Overwatch will win Game of the Year. Uh, best studio game direction. Fu- Dude, f- skip this fucking like th- this is literally the same four games oh, except shit, Dice is. is on there because <laughs> I guess they had to give special mention to Battlefield One because it didn't All get right. nominated for Game of the Year. Fuck, like there, there's no sense in having Game of the Year and then Best Studio. Like, please explain to me how the studio that wins Game of the Year would not also win 
best studio. Well, I think I think they have to. I think they feel like they have to do that because that's what you know the Oscars. Does. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> so, the, the, in, in the Oscars, it's very different. So best uh, best storytelling, Firewatch, Inside, Mafia Three, Oxen Free, Uncharted. I have no clue. I would I would say probably Uncharted or Mafia. <clears throat> I don't even know the hell Oxen Free is. Neither do I. Yeah, I haven't even heard of that. So it's so it'll probably win because no, no, none of us know <laughs> yeah, it. Probably because the Oscars. <laughs> Oh, best fighting game. What do you guys think? We have Killer Instinct, King of Fighters, 14, and Street Fighter Five. Pokemon you know tournament what? doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Before uh, you even here's, say anything. Here's, here's what I'll, here's uh, what I'll tell you. I think you. I would take Pokemon Tournament over Street Fighter Five, and I think you would too. Uh, Pokemon Tournament is probably going to win. The only I one on this list that, that even... Shit. Oh, hang on, hang on. Pokemon Tournament is probably going to win. The only game on this list that deserves to win... Is Killer Instinct? Yeah, I fucking I, said I it. I would, I would about, I was about to say Killer Instinct deserves it because they've stuck to their guns and they've just done nothing but improve that game. But how, how fucking sad, years. how fucking sad is that when the the third season of a game that released three years ago is to me the clear winner in a year that a Street Fighter game came out? Fuck out of here! Oh, because Street Fighter Five is fucking hot garbage. <laughs> There like you, go. you, the thing about look, if if Street Fighter Five came out as a complete game and it wasn't still broken, it would win. Sure, but it's not either of those <laughs> things, so it's not. Right, you can't. I don't even know why it's in the running. To be honest with you, because, because they it's had Street to nominate Fighter. something. I because guess it's because of the Street Fighter. If that if that wins Best Fighting Game of the Year, we're not discussing the, the awards. I will riot. <laughs> Oh, well, I won't be on the show. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna fucking boycott this that episode. We have uh we have the best multiplayer game now. I'm I, I don't see anything quite to the level of Splatoon on here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but we do have battle we do have Battlefield One Gears Four, uh, Overcooked, which I have purchased but not played yet. So I'm curious to see if that's any good. Uh, Overwatch, Rainbow good. Six, and Titanfall. Oh, it's Overwatch, right? Most likely, I would think. Yeah, yeah, multiplayer, absolutely. Over like because you can't win that. Well, I, I would say the same for uh, Battlefield. Like those two games, those are heavy multiplayer games. You're not well Battlefield because there's 64 fucking people on a map. You know what though? I'm a little bit because if if you can nominate Killer Instinct Season Three, why can't you nominate Rise of Iron for that award? Because that would be a good choice, I think. Multiplayer. Rise of Iron for multiplayer? Yeah. Here's... No, it's not good enough. No. The Taken King was way better than Rise of Iron. Well, right, but that but that includes multiplayer doesn't just include the Crucible, like that includes every cooperative mode. So that's the raid also, that's you know arena. Yeah, still Taken King was better. <laughs> it, You're not it just gonna was. get they're not yeah. gonna get their Denzel Washington award. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Denzel Washington won that Oscar for playing right. some nigga from <laughs> It's playing some, it's playing some transplant from Brooklyn to LA. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that wasn't for that. Like you know, LA cop by the way work. of Brooklyn, like get out of here. Uh, right, like yeah. they're not going to do that with uh, with this one. Like they like, had their they had their shot, and uh, and Splatoon, uh, it just it just beat them out. Fucking Splatoon, Splatoon was fucking fun. Splatoon rigged the election. Splatoon is the Donald Trump of video <laughs> Don't game. Don't even. Shooters. Don't even. 
It took everybody by surprise. Like, wait, what? Everybody was like, what the fuck happened? You wake yeah, up but no like, one was, like, fuck? mad about it. There were <laughs> protests. I would have. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Splatoon, Splatoon is trying is completely about trying to make it so that one color dominates an entire map. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fair comparison. Oh, shit. I'm done. I'm All the characters have weird hair. Yeah, man. That's oh, it. Oh, no. I'm done. I can, but I can, God damn. But I can see Overwatch. I can see Overwatch. I don't know why I that. even come on this <laughs> That was oh, really good. I'm gonna talk man. about most anticipated. Most anticipated. Uh, you mean, you mean, you mean the worst? Award. You mean the worst goddamn award they ever come up with every fucking year? Wait, yep. what is what's most anticipated? I, I need, is it at the bottom? It, it's, it's 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 the game that the people. It's the game that they've announced but hasn't released yet that people are looking forward to the most. God of War. The, the game that Zero No Man's Dawn. Sky won. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I hope the most anticipated game uh, award is awarded, and it's like the Madden curse now. <laughs> oh, you know what? Then I ho- give it to Zelda. Go for it. That's fine. <laughs> I think it's gonna come down to uh, Zelda and Mass Effect, though. I think Mass Effect's gonna win running away with that award. You're yeah, for sure. But what about Red Dead Redemption Two? Everybody's no, fucking not- clamor for that shit. Not above Mass Effect, man. I, no, I, th- I think I think I think the Mass hardcore Effect. fan bases of the two games, Mass Effect definitely has it. Has you don't it think beat. Legend of Zelda? No, no, not That's not amongst thing. those. Mm. Not amongst those. Yeah, God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. They're, they're, they don't even exist at this point. But uh, no, fuck them. Yeah, like, Mass who Effect, gives a shit? Yeah, these three are the ones that I'm looking at: Red Dead, Mass Effect, or Legend of Zelda. I feel like they're just gonna be like, "Oh, Legend of Zelda," because Nintendo. What is trending gamer? This is and the award that I Greg Miller know, won last year. And I don't care. I only what? know one of those people. And I don't want that person to win. <laughs> Who angry Joe? Is it PewDiePie? <laughs> oh, is PewDiePie on there? I don't know. No, Pewdie- PewDiePie, PewDiePie is not on there. Um he was nominated angry last year, Joe, but he did not win. Boogie twenty nine eighty eight. Danny, I don't know. Who the hell is oh Danny O'Dwyer is from what? Which one is that? Uh, he he was from uh he was from GameSpot. He actually does a lot of he's doing a lot of very um He's probably the one that should win because he's actually trying to do like these game like he's almost like not investigative journalist, but he's like he's doing these very like long form like chronicles and stuff like that of stuff. That's actually really good work. He's he's probably the one that should definitely uh, definitely win uh, the, this award. The only guy I know here is Jacksepticeye, and that's only because he occasionally shows up in like Markiplier shit. I see it awful. And I only on occasion will watch Markiplier at this point. I like Grumps. The like Grumps are the only guys who I watch regularly at this point. Otherwise, these are uh, five uh, white guys on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I was about to say. I just, yeah. these are all, this is an awfully white fucking. Eh. What well, Angry Joe's he's he's Hispanic. I think yeah, he's Hispanic. Really? He's 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 yeah he is. Yeah. Well. So apparently, people just like it when people just yell and scream into the microphone. So I guess. Well, if listeners, if you want to see the full list of nominees, um, the link Ooh, is in the show notes. Check it out. I will, of course, when the game awards happen in a couple weeks, we will we will discuss and inevitably disagree with the winners. Oh, I'm sticking well, by my fucking. I'm sticking by that shit. If Street Fighter Five wins, I ain't gonna be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Fuck that. What if Pokémon wins? 
I think I think I think he'd be more fine with Pokemon winning. Yeah, than, I think I would Street Fighter. because that's a complete game. It's <laughs> right. honestly a complete game, and right. that's not Nintendo necessarily. Because isn't that Niantic? No, no, that's no, no. no Pokemon was um. Oh, was that uh, tech? Was that yeah? Wait, who did? Who, wait, it, it was uh, Tecmo developed it. Or, or sorry, it. Namco. Namco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Oh, well, it was yes. Namco. Yes, yeah, that's right. I would, they, they use the Tekken engine. That's right. So yeah, I would it's rather combining win. words for a hot second. Yeah, I'd rather they I win like it. St- than Street Fighter Five because Street Fighter Five is still not done. So yeah, you could come over and we can play some Wii U and you can play some Pokemon Tournament and probably <laughs> and, 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 and the and the shooter and the games. shooter of the year from last year <laughs> from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> that should still boggles my mind. That sh- I don't believe that. Oh man. Two games inspired by Nintendo properties are no longer eligible for this year's Game Awards, despite their inclusion on the ballot earlier this week. Some folks uh, spotted that Pokemon Uranium and another Metroid 2 remake have disappeared from the nominees for Best Fan Creation, and the event's organizers haven't provided a reason for the change. Probably because Nintendo said, take that shit off. (laughs) I would imagine. Those are in violation of our copyright. Don't fucking let them win awards, um, which I think is completely fucking legitimate. Yes, like, that, it is a reasonable thing to do if you're Nintendo. Uh, you know, U- Uranium and AM2R are two really cool fan projects, and that's great. But at the end of the day, you know, from a purely legal business perspective, they infringed on two of the best known Nintendo properties um, as far as trademarks and copyright are concerned, I mean, for fuck's sake, Uranium, you know, it wasn't that they made like a Pokemon style game. Like they used all of the assets from that generation of Pokemon. It looked like I legit like I didn't read the story until right before we started. And I thought this was like a Gen 5 Pokemon. game. Yeah, it basically was because it used all of those fucking assets like <laughs> And that's fine. Like they did a ton of work, and it sucks that Nintendo gave them a C and D. But also, what the fuck were you expecting on a project like that? You know, again, it would be one thing if they were like, "We're doing a Pokemon style game, and we're creating all of these new things, and we're creating everything from scratch." But they didn't do that. Like they stole code from Nintendo games and repurposed it. So people are super fucking butthurt about the fact that these two fan games got yanked from game awards. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, they were both copyright infringing games. So again, what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> like, again, I just, I don't feel bad. Like I don't, a Pokemon game that's fucked up, but they ain't doing nothing with Metroid. Nintendo that's, ain't doing shit. Granted, it's it's legal, yeah, legal. Still, shit still, still, still Nintendo ain't doing a goddamn thing with fucking Metroid. It's, it's again, it's one of those things where you know, unlike you know, like the Doom mod that got um, nominated, which was made using tools that Bethesda released specifically for people to make mods with. Um, you know, this, these are entirely, you know, separate games. They're not add-ons made with tools released by the creators for the sole purpose of fan creations. Like, I don't understand why they would have been nominated in the first place, basically. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Next up, this year's Game Awards show will feature more substance and less sizzle, thanks in part to the lessons learned from the 
bombastic lead up to <laughs> No Man's Sky and the game's <laughs> disappointing delivery, said the wow, host. Wow of the Game Awards, Geoff Keighley. Quote, I have thought about the story of No Man's Sky a lot. Uh, did we create this black hole of hype that the developers couldn't put, pull themselves out of? Some of that was authored by me. There is a good moral of that story, and it's, it's part of what I'm trying to address this year, to have developers be more transparent about the state of their games. So, yeah, you, you got swindled. From No thanks, Man's Sky. Thanks to Jeff Keighley. Thanks to Geoff It's Keighley. all his fault. <laughs> At least someone's fucking taken responsibility. There, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're yep. right. Like, as much as I joke Jeff Keighley, like, I just think he's a, you know, he's just kind of a average dude. He's just kind dude. of a goob. Right. He's, just, <laughs> he, he's, he's like that dude from The Office. He's he's an untoasted slice of white bread. Right. Yeah, he's just a yeah. <laughs> he really is. There's he nothing is, very man. special about him. But he but he will dude. he will own up. Oh. He, he will ask. He's a bit of a dick too. But yeah. He he'll ask. He'll he'll hold your feet to the fire if you're a developer in some in some cases. And look, he's owning up. He's like, look, we we uh we we we, we had a hand hype. in this. Yeah, we had a hand in this. Right. So, and look, that's more than uh, what what Sean Astin or whatever the fuck that guy's name <laughs> Sean is. Murray. Sean Astin. <laughs> Sean Astin has done nothing. Noted, wrong. noted <laughs> Hobbit. Sean Astin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this is a smart move, and it should have been done years ago. And if this is something where you know we can look at No Man's Sky and at least be like, well, at least this fucking nightmare uh caused some actual positive change in the industry as far as how games are being presented to the consumers then fine cool i think this is a a large step in the right direction yeah a large step in the right direction towards me taking this thing seriously hell um, i mean shit that too and maybe maybe Jeff Keighley will be a slightly toasted slice of white bread <laughs> the next time that we see him. Uh, you know what I'm not looking forward to, Game Awards-wise? <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to need them to stop hanging off of Hideo Kojima's penis. Oh, I don't think they're going to do that. He's nah. getting he's getting like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And, and, it's, and it's to make up for the fact that he couldn't be there last year because Konami was mean. Okay, but to be fair, like Kojima totally is no, no. deserving he, of a lifetime achievement. He, he does, and and I'm saying this as someone who is a fan of the majority of his games. the The level of adoration poured on this man over the past twelve months has been a little a little nauseating. I'm going to just a say, much. I right. I can totally agree with that. I do, however, enjoy following Kojima on Twitter. Um, he, he posted how he was playing River City Ransom last night. And, <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Wait, what? I, can't I fucking love that, that game. God because damn. River City Ransom is one of my favorite games of all time. Fun fact. Damn. Yeah. I got the new one on 3DS. It's fucking great. All right. Are, the, um, are the Game Awards, like, remember that one year they had the Game Awards in, like, a basement? I think that's happening again. They're doing that again. Sure. Well, because they're because it's not going to be televised. It's going to be streamed exclusively. Damn. Yeah, so. that's right. Because where would it where would it be shown? 
Right. G4. Ha ha ha. Spike TV. I don't know. Could 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 be put on ESPN. You know, I'm surprised it's not on like Esquire. Right. Like that's all Spike TV is now. It's just Esquire. And all Esquire is is reruns of Ninja Warrior. Uh, and Parks and Rec. There you go. I do like Parks and Rec though. Never seen one episode. Uh it's a good ass show, dude. You would enjoy it. Mike Mike, did you like the American version of The Office? Never saw an episode of The Office. All right then. <laughs> do you, do you, Micah, you find new and exciting ways to disappoint me? Do you do you like being do you like being people being forced into incredibly awkward situations regularly? I do not like uh, as long as they're not me. Yes. Okay, then you might enjoy either of those shows. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch it just because I used to work alongside people from the Parks and Rec division in Baltimore when I used mm-hmm. to work for the city. And they're just like they were just kind of like a bunch of do nothings. Like, well, I want to watch a show where people just do nothing. It's a good show. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> uh, speaking anyway, of checking things out, <laughs> titties. Wait, what? Uh, not titties. Right, not titties. Is it a penis? Oh no, not a penis. It is. Oh, uh, really? It is. Is that- it a vagoo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is the, it is that uh, that sweet sweet Sarlacc pit that women, that women have between their legs. Ubisoft um, says it will remove Watch Dogs 2's particularly explicit genitalia. So, um, why did they model that? I have why, no why? idea. That's hilarious. And well, it's rated M A, right? Like the the game, like the NPCs in the game. Well, it, they're actually pretty good. Like, like everyone in the game, all the stars are modeled pretty well. Like, you can, like, if you put shorts on Marcus, like, you can see that that lazy nigga didn't, uh, it didn't, he didn't lotion his knees. Like, you see, like, his (laughs) knees are a little ashy. And his elbows are a little ashy. Like, they did a really, really good job in, in modeling the main characters. And when it comes to side characters, the, or all the NPCs, like they all have their own free thinking, you know. Like I was on the beach and I saw two NPCs doing burpees at yes. like a, at different rates. And you go to um, you go to Hate Ashbury, you know, where the like the gay district, and like you see two dudes just kind of hugged up on each other, just living life and shit. And there's a there's a trans person in the game, and and they're all modeled very very well. And then I see this picture. I saw the uncensored picture. First of all, that woman needed to take a bick or a weed whacker or something. (laughs) Because it was all over the place. But yeah, like you see, it is a fully modeled vagina. You got to keep the yard trimmed, honey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused. As as to why this was necessary? Why someone would go through the effort of doing that and i guess my other question is are there other girls who do shave their pubes or are all of the <laughs> girls in watchdogs letting it letting it grow out like, like like they only modeled one vagina for every character in the game right. and, that, and that vagina's on every or female did, character you know if they took the time to do that kind of level of modeling on one vajayjay then how many other vajayjays 
got got that level of treatment? Was it one and they just fucking control C, control V, the shit out of it? <laughs> I have so many questions. You you know the only thing I hate about this story, by the way, <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's fucked up. They banned the guy. I think yeah, I think it's fucked. Yeah. I think this it's guy, fucked up if you get banned for for sharing an image from a game when the system gives you the ability to share this shit and the game has it in the game. Like you can't control what's in the fucking game. Wait, right. he got banned. PlayStation he got banned him because he, he shared suspended. that picture. Um, oh, that's fucked up. It, right, right. <laughs> I just I so uh, I just looked up the picture. <laughs> She's got crotchless panties on. Right, yeah, it's a fucking vagina. Look, no one, no one wears crotchless panties out and about. That's not, that's not an out and about panty choice. That's what, what is, is happening. And it's like, why is this got a, a video sh- game? Shirt on? Is that a shirt or a skirt? It's like I don't a, know uh, what's happening here. It's I think what? she. Might it's like be an one upskirt of, shot. Like, right, I think she might be one of the prostitutes. But um, that's pretty well, goddamn then, funny. Then she's, you know, then the. Uh, I'm glad someone else is put is calling them the JJs in, in their uh, in their headline. That's fun. I like to call vaginas anything other than a vagina. Basically, I mean, I, I liked I liked Vagu. That was pretty good. I've never heard that one before. So yeah, that was uh, that was unique. <laughs> Vagu. That's that's my go-to. Either Vagu or Vijay or JJ. Anyway. You could be like jank and be like Vagine. Vagine. There you go. It's not not a bad one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, I'm very confused. Yeah, why did they put that in there? I feel like, you know, now that I'm seeing like the actual picture, because I took the time to look it up, so that's now in my internet history. That's fun. Thanks. Hey, that's what what incognito mode is for, Carrie. Come on. Great. This is an amateur hour. It's almost like, it's almost as if they just like, took like a porn picture and just like awkwardly like cut and pasted it like right it looks like it's know. superimposed over the panties it's really like weird. Somebody, yeah. it was somebody fucking around and like no one will ever see this like right. well too bad there's a bunch Surprise, of fucking bitch. perverts <laughs> now playing video games probably now here's boring. here's the ultimate question that really needs to be asked and this and this is the one that needs answered more than any other question about this story and that is how much time has Micah spent in Watch Dogs 2 trying to make this happen <laughs> in his own game? Because I know that the answer is greater than zero minutes. I mean, it might have been greater than zero minutes. Uh, you know, you know, but whatever, man. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I couldn't do it. I couldn't find it. All right. Uh, just a bunch of chicks wearing yoga pants is all I could find. Well, it's just like, all right, whatever. I've seen Yeah, the but I mean, on some days, you, you know, depending on the weight of the girl, you can accidentally get a Vagoo through <laughs> the yoga pant. No. Uh, That's. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my goodness gracious. Watch Dogs 2, 5 out of 5. Well, they are patching that out. And watch watch Dogs 2. I'm sure they are. Electric Vagoo. Oh god damn it! That's gonna be the title. <laughs> it can't be because we have to title it after Survivor Series. But goddamn, oh, I wish it was. Damn it! You know what? Fuck it. It'll be it'll be Survivor Series two because this is the second one that we have. Electric Vagoo. Yep. <laughs> Writing it down now. 
Um, well, so they, they, they have patched it out and, um, they also patched in the seamless multiplayer because it was broken, uh, when the game first came out, causing, uh, causing if you were to, um, if they didn't, it, there were reports that it was, uh, bricking games and, 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 or not bricking, but not bricking systems, but crashing games, um, causing you to have to, you know, delete and re-download or what have you. Um, so yeah, I haven't done any multiplayer stuff just cause I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to test it to see if, uh, to see if I could do some multiplayer stuff, but the, uh, the patch is out now as of this, uh, recording. And, um, uh, this seems like a game that's an easy platinum. So I got to do a couple of, uh, online stuff to try and get those trophies and uh you you know what else is an easy platinum trophy what's that my name is mayo has a platinum fucking trophy for doing what for tapping, tapping the mayonnaise jar apparently you can earn a platinum trophy in 45 minutes in that game okay. no nope. tapping the ma- tapping the mayonnaise jar is another euphemism <laughs> yeah, so to, yeah. <laughs> yeah get the fu- yeah i <laughs> I think we all are in agreement here. We know what that means. <laughs> Tapping the fucking ma- mm, okay, that's it, right? We're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, that shit just fucked me all up. We're done. Tapping we're done with the main docket. So, uh, so Jesus let's let's Christ. do our housekeeping, and then we will get to the uh, the second part of the show. Uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We will read it on the air if you do. Uh, go to densepixels.com. That's our website. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at densepixels. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or, or Google Play Music. And find us all on Twitch. Uh, densepixelsbrad is me. Apparition410 is Terrence. Uh, Suppets Carrie is Carrie. And Micah, who has five followers despite not having uploaded a single video yet, <laughs> is Dense Black Nerd. <laughs> Next time Terrence and I play uh, Overwatch or something, I will I will stream. I'm probably going to stream uh, that when we finish this. Matter of fact, and, uh, uh, yeah. speaking of streaming, uh, real quick, I did raise four hundred and fifty dollars for Extra Life, so thank you to our listeners who donated. Um, there were a lot of them actually, so that was super cool. I finished the first Golden Sun in about twelve and a half hours, which was a personal best for me. Um, so yeah. Uh, I intend to continue playing through the second Golden Sun game on Sundays. So excellent, nice, excellent. So, so that is it for us. Uh, well, as it for Dense Pixels at least. Carrie, uh, thank you very much for joining yep. today. Would you like to stick around for the wrestling talk? Nope, I'm gonna watch Dancing with the Stars and drink box wine. Thanks, guys. Oh, excellent. Fine. So yeah. Carrie is dropping out. Uh, the rest of you stay in because we are going to be reviewing Survivor Series. Survivor Series was this past uh, Sunday, only on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Um, 
And you know what? I I was I said it before on the show. I was really happy to see it back. I love the traditional Survivor Series. I love the classic uh, elimination tag team matches. There, it's just a fun. It, when it's done right, it's a fun pay per view. Yeah, I think so. My only issue with Survivor Series this year is that um, traditionally Survivor Series is well. I guess I mean. It, it felt different because it was bland versus bland, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't... Uh, so, any story that had to evolve had to come from, you know, shenanigans on the team side. Correct. Which was kind of... It was kind of weird, like... And some, of, and some of the matches in this Survivor Series, um, like the Brian Kendrick-Kalisto match, like, I think you could have did... You could have done more to build all these matches up. Like mm-hmm. I like, like I want. I wanted. I wanted. Um, when you do when you do brand versus brand, like I want like invasions to happen. You know what I mean? Like I want Brian Kendrick to run in and disrupt a Kalisto match and be like, "Oh shit, what the fuck? Like, what is he doing here?" Right? And, mm-hmm. and I want them to treat it like. Like a heavyweight fight because you've never seen these guys fight before. So I want them to treat it like a UFC fight or a boxing fight or things that just lead up to this main, like this, this fight between these two people who've never fought before. Like do, do a weigh in and have some shenanigans happen in a weigh in to try and get me excited to see this, right? Especially when it's something like Brian Kendrick versus Kalisto and... Uh, if Kalisto wins, the entire brand of cruiserweights moves to another. Like that's not going to happen. So right. I, most I likely, know. it's not. So you have to have some more intrigue. I get what you're saying. Um, they did kind of do that on on the on the weekly shows before the week before the event. They had like on Raw, they had the SmackDown uh, men's team invade SmackDown, and then they had the Raw women's team invade or invade SmackDown um, later on. So. They kind of sort of did it yeah, at the I very just, last I, minute. You're right, right. It was the last minute, and I, I kind of wanted a little more of that. But the um, the pay per view, I, I I actually enjoyed it, man. Like it was, it was fun. It was way more fun than I thought it would be. Um, some really good matches and a, a great crowd, like a really awesome crowd. Well, it was in Toronto, who always. Who always like every Canadian crowd always brings it usually, especially yeah, like these pay per view events. Because they're better, man. Like, I just <laughs> now, unfortunately, Terrence. Now, Terrence, I know you missed the first hour because you didn't realize that it started at seven o'clock. Did you go back and watch the first two matches at all? No. Okay. I um, I what was the first match? Oh, I actually did. I no, I tried and I didn't care. Okay. It was the well, woman. Well, <laughs> it was the woman. Well, someone told me that my that someone beat up my um my future wife, and I wasn't too happy about that. So I went back to watch that uh, a little bit of it. Uh huh. And I just was like, okay, because I haven't watched wrestling in like a month and a half. Period. So I didn't know who the fuck was what. I when I and then I watched when I came in on the um uh, the Survivor Series. It was like the tag team Survivor Series match, and I'm like, who the fuck are these people? wrestling right now i didn't know that i didn't know rhino was even in the wwe (laughs) i was like what the fuck is is he doing here i didn't know um heath slater was a tag team champion with him 
like I don't understand any of this. Well, so yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I didn't know what I don't know what's going on in WWE at all. Okay, well, well, we'll start with the first match was the Women's Survivor Series match between Team Raw and Team SmackDown. Now, before the match, um, Nikki Bella's music played. She was the last one to come out for Team Raw, or Team SmackDown, rather, um, and she never showed up. Apparently, she was assaulted uh, in the backstage area by an unknown assailant and had to be replaced by the SmackDown coach, uh, Natalia, which, of course, the, the Canadian crowd was was hugely pumped for. This is this is where we part ways, Canada. <laughs> I just like uh, uh, Natalia just just plucks my goddamn nose. I, I just want, really don't like her. I don't understand. I really She's, don't. She have you seen Total Divas? Is yes. that why you don't? And like I her? think that's why. Yeah, because she seems slightly retarded. Yeah. So <laughs> and she's she's a, she's a she is very annoying in that show. She's everything that I hate about white women. <laughs> so the the big the big story of this match was they they booked Nia Jax to be a destroyer basically. Like she was she was rolling through people as one would expect uh Yo. throughout this match as she came in and out. I can watch Nia Jax just beat the piss out of these little skinny bitches. <laughs> For for twenty minutes every week, <laughs> it was great. Yep. What is, um, what is Carmella gonna do against Nia Jax? Well, Carmella Carmella didn't even get taken out by Nia Jax. She got she got pinned by Alicia Fox, who then immediately got beaten by Alexa Bliss. Um, then the, the match kind of broke down after that. Um, led to some shenanigans on the outside, and that's where Naomi, who was the League Woman, got destroyed. On the outside by Nia Jax, and yeah, she was she counted did. out. Um, she like she that. didn't move. She didn't move for that ten count the entire time. Mm, like they, they, yeah, they made they made her look very strong. Um, Natalia would end up getting the uh, the 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 big over on Sasha Banks. She pinned her on a roll up, which again the crowd popped for, even though they were liking Sasha Banks. They're always gonna they're always gonna like Natalia. And then Charlotte got the heat back. She pinned Natalia after a running boot. Now Charlotte's really good. Charlotte is really good. Yeah, she really <laughs> she's, is. She's got that flared thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like she is. She is very. She's good on the mic. You really hate her, but you know what? I respect you. Like <laughs> now, she's a really good heel, man. Now here's to me the most confusing part of this entire match. So they they book Nia strong as shit. And she's rumbling it up with with Becky Lynch, and actually Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss were kind of teaming up um, to help to try to take out Nia Jax. Um, Nia Jax would actually suplex the both of them simultaneously, which is a pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool Jesus spot. Um, but Becky Lynch actually submitted Nia Jax with the disarmor. Um, yeah, I was wondering how they were going to get Nia Jax out. Yeah, like I, I thought there would be there would be some shenanigans to get her out of the match, but no, she she tapped out. Right. To Becky Lynch, which I don't think is the right move to do the way that you're trying to to build her right now. Now she gets her revenge. She beat the piss out of Becky Lynch on the floor <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> uh we see we see Charlotte uh give the big boot to Alexa Bliss. That took her out of the out of the equation. Um which left Becky Lynch against both Bailey and Charlotte. Now Bailey hadn't even been in the match to this point. Um, but she finally gets in. Uh, her, her and Becky Lynch go back and forth. Finally, 
the belly to belly. Um, she pins Becky Lynch, making her and Charlotte the winner. And then after after celebrating, uh, Charlotte beats down Bailey, which again I, I think you could have saved this for Raw the next night. I don't think you had to do this on the on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know. I I I really enjoyed that match. It, it was, was very uh, good. It was it very was good. Very good. It was very fun. Um, yeah, I dug it. So we we had a quick backstage segment here where James Ellsworth was backstage. Um, Terrence, how are Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson not your favorite wrestlers in the WWE? <laughs> I did see they, this. I did because see that because so I, many so many puns. Those chin puns had me rolling. That shit was fucking <laughs> funny. Man. That shit was funny. I did see that. I don't know why I was I was like half paying attention. That's why I didn't see the the first two matches. But I did I did catch up. I, I saw that part and I'm like, pretty goddamn funny. It was pretty funny, but they're corny still. They are corny. Overall, uh, you, they're you pretty also, fucking corny. But the, the chin shit was hilarious. You also had a fun moment where Ellsworth ran into Braun Strowman. And and Braun Strowman basically was like like don't I know you and he then he fucking ran. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even understand what that meant. Because El- Ellsworth the, the like the he showed up as one of the cannon fodder for Braun Strowman basically to, oh, to run over. Right. That's and that that's how he got like, his debut. <laughs> and then people were like, "Wow, you're really ugly." <laughs> Let's bring you back because you're so weird looking that <laughs> people people just have to see you. I have to paint you. <laughs> Yo, he's like 32 years old. Yeah. I didn't yeah, I he's... thought he was like 40 something. He looks like he's way older than he is. My my wife who is also uh uh chinnily impaired is always feels bad when they make fun of him for <laughs> <laughs> for having a small chin. Chinnily impaired. So the next match, uh, we have Miz versus Sami Zayn wrestling for the Intercontinental Championship. Of course, if Sami Zayn wins, uh, he takes the Intercontinental title over to Raw. I was looking very forward to this match. Um, Miz, Miz's ability to be the best true blue heel, both in character and in his, and in the repertoire of moves that he uses and, and how he behaves in the ring is probably the most unlikely wrestling story. In 2016, and that's and that's in a year where AJ fucking Styles has come to the WWE and become the top heel in the WWE. Let me tell you something. I've always been a fan of uh, Mike Mizanin, Mizani, whatever the hell his name is. Ever since he was, ever since I, I saw him back in uh, in the real world New York, where uh, he was getting his ass cursed out by uh, Coral Jean, fine ass Coral. Fine ass Coral. Gosh damn. <laughs> and um but I was like, all right, this guy, you know, he seems like a nice enough guy. He uh, I started listening to Lincoln Park because he he said he was going to a Lincoln Park concert. And I was like, Oh, I like this guy. Let me see what this Lincoln Park shit is. Anyway. Uh then I found out he was into wrestling. I'm like, Oh, all right, like you don't know any black people, but you know, you seem all right. And I followed and when he when he got to the WWE I've always kind of rooted for him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to see him evolve into one of the best heels in wrestling today is is amazing. And then with his wife there, like this is what this is what I think they thought Lana and Rusev were going to be. Mm-hmm. But Miz and Maurice are it. Like they are a 
they're a, they're they're quite a team. And as far as I'm concerned, that dude can hold the belt forever because it's it, it, he's he's uh he's very very he's very very good, man. I I really like where the Miz is going uh with this with this um with this like character that he has uh to the point where it feels like he needs to be intercontinental champion for a while but he could he could he could make a run and i would love to see it because i and and it would be legitimate in my eyes not that his first you know title reign wasn't his first world title reign wasn't legitimate but it was overshadowed right it's not it's not good when you win a world title match against john cena at wrestlemania and nobody remembers that you were in the match because the actual match was john cena versus special referee the rock exactly (laughs) that's not a good thing exactly like i want that guy to have like a legit wrestlemania moment not not one that was you know in the shadow of two of the most popular wrestlers of all time right and he's just kind of there like he he deserves it so getting getting back to the match um the so the all night long the crowd was doing the Ty Dillinger 10 chant um it's not good when your gimmick is more over than you are as a wrestler <laughs> and not that Ty Dillinger is a bad wrestler but that that ten chant is uh is is way more over than it needs to be right now. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now. So like like whenever so did you did you see how when whenever the referee counted anything, mm-hmm. the, instead of instead of counting along with the referee, the crowd would just shout ten and do the ten symbol. Is that what they were doing? That's a tie. It's a Ty Dillinger thing. Yes. That's because cool. he because he because he's the perfect ten. I don't know. And that's and that's his is. gimmick. He's an NXT wrestler. Oh. Um, but like I said, th- that that gimmick is more over than he actually is, unfortunately. Um, I really enjoyed I, I love when I it's funny the simplest stuff gets me like makes me the most enjoyable. I really enjoyed Miz working Sami Zayn's knee and Sami Zayn selling it very realistically to the point that when Miz put him in the figure four, I thought he might actually tap out. Because of how well that they sold the working of that body part, like to the point where like Sami Zayn went for the Huluva kick, but he literally could not run across the ring fast enough to actually execute the move because because the Miz had been had been working his knee that hard during the entire match. Yeah, that's just good wrestling, man. Right. It's it's wrestling one one, but it's it's stuff that doesn't necessarily happen a lot anymore. Um, right. Something else that the Miz does that is amazing heel work in this this weird undercurrent feud that's happening is when he does the the Daniel Bryan kicks to mock Daniel Bryan because <laughs> of the backstage food <laughs> the backstage feud that they have going on continually right now, um, which is a great feud by the way. It's it's weird because it's it's going to be impossible to to properly pay it off because you can't have Daniel Bryan wrestle him obviously. Right. Um, but it's still it's still pretty funny to to watch that back and forth. Um, I will say that Sami Zayn executed what might be the worst figure four that I've ever seen in my history of watching professional wrestling. <laughs> like 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 Miz had to help him so much to to help lock the move on. It 
It's quite embarrassing. Right. Like Miz had to fucking put his fucking leg underneath his like, all right, God damn it. <laughs> While, and, and you can tell because it's like, oh, I have to be writhing in pain, but I have to do a complete sit up to put my leg under your leg right. and then continue <laughs> to writhe in pain. <laughs> which, is, which is also hilarious because in, and again, one of the most unlikely wrestling stories in history, uh, the fucking Miz has the best figure four in the WWE right now. Right. Right. <laughs> Doesn't uh, make any goddamn sense. But it but he does. Um I really did like some some people did not like the finish of this match. I thought it was very clever considering what event they were at and what and what country they were in. Uh because basically Maurice perpetrated what I what I call the reverse Montreal screw job. Where Sami Zayn had Miz in the figure four. Um, Maurice went over and rang the bell herself, which the referee reacted with confusion because he didn't call for the bell to ring. So he, so Sami Zayn thought he'd won the match. Uh, the referee's like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't call for the bell. Maurice points to the timekeeper's like, oh, he rang the bell. He rang the bell. It wasn't me. And then, of course, when the referee restarted things, uh, Miz rolls up Sami Zayn, grabs some tights, pins him one, two, three, and sneaks away once again. With the Intercontinental title. Like, it's just funny, man. Like, that's so, like, it's clever, man. Like, it is. And they're using, they're using her like a manager is supposed to be used, right? Like, Correct. It's not just, it's not just, hey, I'm going to get on the apron and distract the ref. Like, no, like, that's, it's, it's clever, man. I, I dug it. So that was, uh, that was your match. Um, yeah, you're like, like Micah said, we really didn't expect Sami Zayn to win this match and take the Intercontinental title to Raw with him but they but they did a good job of suspending disbelief at least which is all you can ask for yeah. in these kind of situations um so the next up was the tag team survivor series match which was a match that was way more fun i mean th- this match was just a fun fucking match like there were no stakes whatsoever um it, you know it was just a, a just just a fun match and and they got all the spots in that you would expect them to and it was really fucking great. Like, like it's it, it doesn't matter. Like, that's why I love Survivor Series. It doesn't matter that these matches are complete nonsense because they do a good as long as they do a good job executing them, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this was another match that I wasn't necessarily looking forward to. One, because that's that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's a lot of people. And, you know, what are they gonna do? Because it's it it looks like it looks like you know damn near like a lumberjack match out there like there's so many people <laughs> around that ring um and their solution to that was to eliminate two teams within a minute yes very much so <laughs> well so um, first of all um of course Enzo and Cass come out first i'm i'm already over these guys <laughs> yeah i you know that it was cool it was cool when i didn't see it all the time and now it's like it's every fucking week. Yeah. Well, you didn't see him quote unquote naked yesterday. So No, I did not. You're right about that. that. You're right about that. I watched very little of Raw last night and I did see that. I was like, okay. I don't Kevin the Hades. Like, alright, alright, man. Alright. I, like, I also I also barely very... fucking speak. And and I got uh, <laughs> Uh, what? Like, all right, all right. He, 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 I mean, shit. He can't even spell the word "soft" correctly. For Christ's right. sakes, what like they're like they're like Lenny and George, man. Like, 
I can't like I can't fucking believe yo. I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for Enzo to just fucking shoot Big Cass in the head, <laughs> killing a, a mouse or whatever the fuck it was. God um, damn it. The the Toronto crowd also popped very huge for American Alpha, which I found kind of weird. Kind of offended my uh kind of offended my wrestling territorial sensibilities there. To yeah. hear a Canadian crowd pop for a very America tag team. Yeah. They uh they booed. Did you watch Raw last night? I did not get a chance to, no. They booed the shit out of Lana when Lana came out and said uh and referred to the crowd as American. <laughs> she was like, "That's that's that's that's, that's, good. that's very good, though." And that's very good. Was just like, <laughs> and she just kept going, like, "Put your hand over your heart, America, for the true American champion." Like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> We're in Canada. I I'd like to believe she did that on purpose. That's that that's no, just a good way to draw some not. heat. Trust oh, that's me. a good way to draw some fucking heat there. She did not. She the look on her face when she said America and was wondering why people were booing her because it, it was like, oh, this is a this is a much louder boo than it normally than I normally get. Right, right. Um, so so this tag team match, um, Breezango get pinned immediately because they of course had to hand out fashion citations to everybody around the ring as soon as they get there. Um, they get they get knocked out by the new day with the uh, with the big ending, but then the Usos immediately pin. Kofi Kingston, the new day is gone within two minutes. Is this uh is this a uh foreshadowing? No, I, I think it's more so because the new day has been so dominant in these pay-per-views for the past, you know, year plus at mm-hmm. this point that you just had to feature some other guys. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Do you think it's I, time for them to give up them belts? Uh, I think they're gonna let them get the record first. Yeah. I mean they're they're teasing a new day heel turn right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that match they had yesterday was uh pretty goddamn great. Like you need to if you DVR'd it, you should go back and watch it. I'm I may just. I may just. It was great. So so like I said, the new Usos knock out the new day. Um this match also made the uh the club uh look very very strong. Uh Anderson and Gallows actually eliminated a few guys. Um they knocked out the hype bros. Uh, American Alpha also made to look very good in this match. They actually eliminated the Shining Stars with a Steiner, a top rope bulldog, which I haven't seen in quite some time. Mm. So that that was a fun little one. Yeah. Um, of course, of course, you get the expected, uh, you know, mass, you know, chaos. Donnie Brook on the outside with guys flipping over the top rope and and doing all this stuff. Heath Slater got his stage dive in. It was good times. Um, they they actually got back in the ring. The club uh, taken out. American Alpha after a magic killer, Jason Jordan being pinned. They they went out a little bit earlier than I thought they would. I, yeah. I figured those guys would hang around and maybe even get the pin at the end. Yeah. Um Gallows accidentally uh knocks Enzo off the apron when attempting to bounce off the rope his teammate, and because that distracted him and cost him dissension, uh, he turns around and gets gored by Rhino, uh, who gets pinned, uh, followed by Enzo and Cass taking out Rhino, uh, leaving the Usos as the only SmackDown team. Um, they did eliminate Enzo and Cass. They pinned Enzo. And then we got to see uh, those guys versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Those are the two last teams left. We see Sheamus busting out the, the best 619 he could muster. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that wasn't Seamus. That was um or Cesaro rather. Cesaro. I'm sorry, that was Cesaro. The best the best six one nine uh that he can muster, uh which wasn't a very good six one nine. He's a little too tall to be thrown out six one nines, uh like Rey Mysterio did. And uh and the match ends with Cesaro submitting Jey Uso with, of course, the sharpshooter. Ah. Making uh making he and Sheamus the sole survivors. Now, the problem with this match is that since Team Raw had now won two of these Survivor Series matches, you damn well knew that Team SmackDown was going to win the last one. Right. But it was right. still fun. It was still fun. Um, the next match on the on the card was Brian Kendrick versus Kalisto. As Micah mentioned, uh, if Kalisto won, not only would he win the Cruiserweight title, but he would also take the entire Cruiserweight division over to SmackDown with it. Um, this match was good, but I wasn't very engaged, and I think the crowd needed some time to relax. Yeah. For the match. Yeah. Now, I don't remember where I read this, but, um, so the cruiserweight division hasn't really taken off like I think WWE thought that it would. Yeah, and, I thought it would do a lot better, especially, um, watching the cruiserweight classic. Like those, like those matches were really, really good, and the, the, the crowd was super into it, but it was an NXT crowd. It was an right. NXT crowd, yeah, and well, and NXT here's crowd. well, here's the other problem too. And so I can't remember who mentioned this, but I thought it was a good point. In WCW, the cruiserweight division was very special because the wrestling was so different than what the rest of the guys were doing. But the problem is that in in wrestling nowadays, when you have guys like Seth Rollins, when you have you know guys who are smaller like AJ Styles, who are top guys, a lot of those guys do that type of wrestling as it is. So it's not quite as unique. As it was before. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a real good point. So, um, that being said, I, I really like Brian Kendrick as a as a performer. Um, I think he's a very effective heel. Uh, he does love a lot of psychological things that a lot of heels don't necessarily do all the time. And he reminds me as as like a like a Christian who kind of who needed that time away from WWE to really come into his own and not be you know held back by other people that were higher on the card than him. And yeah. now that he's back and he's been able to hone his craft, he's actually a very good wrestler. Yeah, he is. He's a very good wrestler. And he's a really great heel because he's, while Miz is a heel that I like, Brian Kendrick is a heel that I don't like. And, um, <laughs> but, like, that's kind of the point, right? Right. And um, he does a he does a really good job at it. He just looks just, like a heel. Yeah. Like, he you need to get rid of that like fucking face right here, dude. Or trim it down. <laughs> you, look like, you look like you look like you you look like you open a can of beans with your one good tooth. You know I mean? <laughs> um, the move of the match here, uh, Kalisto almost kills the both of them by doing a Spanish fly from the apron to the floor, <laughs> and and almost like I said, flattens the both of them. Basically, um, a pretty pretty cool looking move though. Um, Kalisto. Deserves to be more prominent than he is. Like, I, like I, I thought it was a very fair thing when he got that U.S. title run. He's a very good wrestler. Yeah. Yes, he is. The, the only problem is he just doesn't have the the other side of it as much as other guys do to really get pushed up the card. But he he could definitely be like the Rey Mysterio for this generation if they yeah. if they book him correctly. Um, the end of the match though, I fucking hated it. Um, the, the, apparently the reason it happened, I haven't been following SmackDown very closely, but apparently Baron Corbin's been having issues with Kalisto. Um, but the match ends by him invading the ring and taking out both guys. It just seemed, it just seemed an odd way to end 
what was an otherwise pretty good match. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. I, I don't know if they know what they're doing with Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> he's just kind of... I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah. So that's that's that was the end of this one. Um, so we move on to the men's Survivor Series match. Now I figured this match was going to go on quite some time, and it did almost run for about an hour, um, but didn't feel like it. So it was it was pretty good. Yeah, it really didn't feel like it. Well, because they 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 kept the uh, the pacing of the match very good. Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens were super over in Canada. Yeah. To, to the shock of nobody, <laughs> um, they started off with the with the the matchup that everyone wanted to see. Uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles began the match against one another, the two champions. Uh, and they wrestled to a stalemate. It was a good time. Um, we you know we get some frequent tags here now. Of course, Shane McMahon was inserted in this match as the fifth SmackDown wrestler, which I don't necessarily like. Like I I, I like Shane McMahon. I don't need him to be prominently involved in wrestling storylines at this point. I mean, he does float like a butterfly as he as he you know dances across the ring, but he also stings like a butterfly. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't I don't buy his punches, man. I don't like it. I don't I don't like those flurry punches that don't look like they're hitting anything. Yeah, as he goes around. So, of he's course, one one of the huh? is he? God damn! Yeah, he's forty six. Yeah, like, he's an old man at this up, point. Bro. You you well, got he, well, dude. Well, you he got, might. You got nothing. To right. Prove. Well, really like I said, he, he, he we'll, we'll talk about what happens to him later this match. <laughs> um, of course, one yeah. of the, one of the subplots to this match is that, uh, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles cannot get along to one another. And, uh, this, they actually fight, start, you know, throwing blows at each other during the match, which leads to Braun Strowman, uh, hitting Dean Ambrose, the running power slam and pinning him. Uh, eliminating him from the match, he uh, AJ Styles then got tossed out of the ring by Braun Strowman, and it looked an awful lot like he took that Shawn Michaels uh, back on the ring apron bump when he tumbled out on the floor. I was a little scared for a second there. <laughs> so of course, um, teamwork is needed to take care of Braun Strowman. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton uh, position him on the table. For Shane McMahon to hit his patented finisher, the elbow drop onto the announce table, um, which still wasn't like so they they rolled Shane McMahon back into the ring. Braun Strowman was about to beat the count. He gets counted out because he gets held up on the floor by none other than James Ellsworth, who is under the ring, (laughs) holding his ankle and preventing him from getting back into the ring. So Strowman's eliminated. And then he was proceeded to chase James Ellsworth up the ramp and murder him in front of everybody. Essentially, like he didn't. He murdered, death killed him. Yes, James fucking... James James Ellsworth died so that the rest of SmackDown could live. <laughs> yeah, he took that bump like a champ. He did. How do you like that, man? Dude just gets fucking signed. Like, congratulations, you have a full contract. You are a WWE superstar. What's the first thing I'm going to be doing? Ed, Braun Strowman's going to fucking slam you into some tables at ringside. He's going to literally pick you up like a child and throw you through a table. So, my favorite my favorite point of the match happens here, um, coming up here, where AJ Styles is in the ring with Chris Jericho. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Styles had Jericho in the calf crusher. And Kevin Owens cannot stand to see AJ Styles trying to submit his best friend, nor can he afford to see AJ Styles look good 
in this match. So he runs in with the list of Jericho in hand and assaults AJ Styles with it and then hits him with the pop-up powerbomb. Now, since Owens is not the legal man, the referee disqualifies him. So he is he is eliminated from the match. Jericho, seeing that his precious list was scattered across the ring, frantically forgets the fact that he is in a wrestling match and attempts to pick up the list and for his trouble gets promptly RKO'd by Randy Orton. <laughs> I swear be, to God, uh, man. Those two dudes, like, they're the greatest. Yes. They really are. And you need to watch this segment. On... I did wa- I did watch that segment this oh, week where they man. where they tease the uh, dissension. <laughs> as, far, as far as who's to blame for the raw loss, and then simultaneously they were like, Roman Reigns! That shit had me because like you could feel it coming, right? Like you know they're gonna say someone else, and then it's just like Roman Reigns. And then it's just one, the fact that they're doing it in tandem, two, the fact that it was Roman Reigns. Right. Like <laughs> Like this shit is just hilarious, man. So that was that was very good. That was very very good. So we're down to um. Wait, it's, I believe elbow it's elbow somebody through a table. That was Strowman. We covered that. We covered okay. that already. Oh, so okay. Rain, Reigns and Rollins are left from Team Raw. Um, and then you have like Smack, Team SmackDown is still looking pretty good at this point. They still have four guys left on their team. So Reigns is is beaten down and set up in the corner, and Shane McMahon. Gets up on the opposite corner. He's going coast to coast. Of course, of course, he is. So as Shane McMahon is flying across the like ring, my question before he did this is like, can he still do this? Right. Well, he did it to the Undertaker. He did do it to the Undertaker oh, at WrestleMania. Um. So he's going coast to coast as he's flying across the ring. Roman Reigns gets up and spears the piss out of him. Yeah, I thought he was in paralyzed. the middle of the ring. Well, because, <laughs> he because, hit him. I'm like, oh shit, he just killed. Him. So, so Shane McMahon, Reigns goes to pin him, and Shane kicks out at two, and everyone looks kind of confused. Um, yeah. and <laughs> it's because I'm pretty sure he's a fucking concussion because his head bounced <laughs> off the fucking mat when he uh when he landed on the mat, and he had to get medically attended to immediately. And even though he kicked out, the referee basically just dismissed him from the match at that point, like saying right. he couldn't continue. Now, while he was being worked on, I don't know if you guys saw what happened on the outside that got a little bit of buzz. Uh, Randy Orton actually broke character and went over to like comfort Shane McMahon's kids at ringside real quick. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Damn. Yeah, hey, I mean, that's, your, your that's awesome. Fine. Yeah, you know. Right, yeah, and, and somebody, yeah, and somebody really, like said it on. Like he almost died, but he's fine. I mean, right. that's really cool, but that's also really telling. Like, you ain't oh, got how serious to prove, it was? Yeah, man. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so Shane McMahon's out. Um, we have the she. You know, the, they they kept teasing this. Shield reunion between Rain or Reigns and Rollins on Raw because they're kind of they're both faces now, so they're kind of buddy buddy again, that sort of thing. Um, so they they take uh, I think it was Randy Orton they took to the outside, or no, it was Styles. I'm sorry, they, it was Styles they took in the outside. They're getting ready to do the Shield powerbomb, but AJ Styles breaks it up, um, and he gets in the ring. He has the ring to himself. All of a sudden, from their entrance ramp, his SmackDown teammate Dean Ambrose comes out. 
and just starts beating the shit out of him because Dean Ambrose doesn't care at this point. He's just like, fuck it. I hate this fucking guy. I'm going to wrestle him at TLC and hopefully win the title back, but I, I fucking hate this guy. He beats the piss out of him. So, of course, because Ambrose is out there with Rollins and Reigns, we get the proper shield powerbomb through the table on AJ Styles. And it was great because like they actually had security come down to to restrain Dean Ambrose because he wasn't supposed to be involved in the match anymore. And once Reigns and Rollins realized what was going on, they they beat the shit out of the security guards themselves <laughs> to free Ambrose so they could do the powerbomb. Yeah, it was, was good cool. seeing that reunion again, man. Yes. So after the powerbomb, um, they toss AJ Styles back in the ring. Rollin promptly pins him. Uh, and I, I also love during the sequence, the referee just said, eh, fuck counting anyone out at this point anymore. <laughs> like, they literally spent five minutes outside the ring. The legal guys did. So we're down to the the two-thirds shield versus the new Wyatts. Um, we're about, they're about to square off. All of a sudden, Luke Harper comes in out of nowhere just to offer distraction, I guess. And at this point, the match... Is completely off the rails, and I loved every second of it. I didn't care. It was it was completely fine. It was great. It was a blast. It was a blast. Uh, Seth Rollins goes for the frog splash on Bray Wyatt, but of course, as he's flying through the air, who comes in out of nowhere but Randy Orton <laughs> with an RKO? Oh man! I I could watch Seth I Rollins take RKOs. I saw that shit, everybody saw that shit coming from a mile away. Oh, of course, but uh, you know what? I could watch. I could watch Seth Rollins take RKOs all day long. Yeah. He's the best at it. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, so Bray Wyatt pins him, and now it's down to Roman Reigns versus the Wyatt family. Now, of course, if this was a year ago, Roman would have, you know, overcome the adversity. He would have he would have sat against the long odds. He would have come out the conquering hero. I'm sure that's how they would have booked it. But the Wyatts worked well in tandem. Roman fought hard. Um, he actually gets ready to spear Bray Wyatt as the spear's coming in. Randy Orton actually pushes him out of the way, takes the spear himself, and then Bray Wyatt follows that up with a sister Abigail. One, two, three. Uh, Team SmackDown is your winner in the uh, in the tag team match. There you go. So we are now at the, the evening's main event. And this was the match that I said, no, the rematch that nobody wanted to see because we have Brock Lesnar, who is not, uh, not the best anymore. Like I, we, we said on this show, we're kind of, we're kind of over Brock Lesnar at this point. Yeah. Uh, wrestling the returning after 12 years, Goldberg, who is now 49 years old, uh, who hasn't wrestled since that terrible WrestleMania 20 match against Brock Lesnar, which was, Literally one of the worst wrestling matches I've ever seen in my life. And we had a lot of questions about this match going in. We we wondered how long it would take to for the crowd to turn against it. We were wondering how long it would take for the two guys to get rolling, considering it took 10 minutes to get wrestling in the first time that they wrestled each other. We wondered how rusty Goldberg would be after 12 years where that man didn't give a shit about professional wrestling whatsoever. And you could argue longer than that because he really didn't give a shit when he was in WWE for that entire year as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was just, like I said, it was just an interest. Like, I had so many questions, but I was pretty sure that I didn't want to see this match. I mean, like, the crowd was popping for Goldberg, and everyone was happy to see him, and that's great, and this, that, or the other. But here we go. So that was the, the biggest belt- surprise to me, how fucking piped everyone was to see fucking oh, yeah. Goldberg back in the ring. I'm oh, like, really? yeah. Everyone loves Goldberg, man. I don't get why, but everyone fucking loves Goldberg. But 
That that's cool. That's cool. They yeah, and you know what? They built the matchup well. They you know they had Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman insulting his family. Um, Paul Heyman got a really good dig in on Monday Night Raw where he said that you know Brock Lesnar was going to beat him beat Goldberg so bad that Goldberg's son was going to call Brock Lesnar daddy. Like that that's God a good damn. line, man. God like damn, that's dude. a good fucking line. <laughs> I mean, look, he he's doing what he's supposed to do. Right. He's he's hyping it up. So two seconds into the match, Brock Lesnar runs over and. You know, fight like you know, carries Goldberg into the corner, trying to ram him into the corner. And already, we are already we already have a better match than the WrestleMania 20 match, just because the match actually started on time. Right. Like the like the bell rang and they did stuff. Like that's that's good news. So Brock Lesnar forces Goldberg into the corner. Goldberg responds by pushing Brock Lesnar away and down to the mat. So Lesnar, of course, found this amusing, and he turns his back to Goldberg as he gets up. And as as soon as Lesnar turns around, spear out of nowhere. So everyone was like, holy shit, like that's I can't believe they went to that that early. Okay, cool. So he spears him and Goldberg's pumped up. The crowd's pumped up. Goldberg goes back into the corner, waits for Lesnar to get up. I'm like, all right, this is where, you know, Lesnar's going to move and throw him into the ring post, whatever. Spears him again. (laughs) Crowd's going nuts. Goldberg's fired up. He's like, I'm going to fucking end this thing. So he goes to pick up Brock Lesnar. And again, in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's going to reverse in the F5. Right. No problem. Picks him up for the jackhammer. Jackhammers Brock Lesnar down the mat. We're a minute and a half into the match. Brock Lesnar's down. Referee goes to cover one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, that's it. <laughs> Goldberg. Pins Brock Lesnar in two minutes without Brock Lesnar getting in a single move of offense. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what the fuck. Like, I, I, you know, whenever something like that happens, I'm like, did somebody did somebody mess up? Or? <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm sitting there like, did, like, like so many thoughts went through my mind. Like, did Brock Lesnar go into business for himself in this match? Right. What the fuck's going on? Is Brock Lesnar unconscious? Like, like is he drunk? Like, what? Right. What? What just? What did I just see? Like did those, before did my those eyes? spears reignited diverticulitis or something? That's the first thing that I fucking thought after the first spear. I'm like, oh shit, he might actually be hurt. Right? Because he speared the shit out of him. He did. He speared the shit out of him. It looked like it hurt. I'm like, okay, well, he might be actually hurt. And then the second one, I'm like, okay, he's. It looks like it hurts even more, and then the spear, and then the pin. I mean, and then the uh, the jackhammer and the pin. And when it when three, I just looked, and then just burst out laughing hysterically <laughs> for like ten minutes because it was so goddamn funny. Because 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 Brad he sent us he sent us a message. He's like, "What's the over under on how long this match is going to take?" And I was like five minutes because I was being I was trying to be funny because I didn't want to see it, but I did because I wanted to see the train wreck that it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a minute and twenty five seconds. <laughs> I mean, how long this match was? I was like, oh, I mean, this shit. this very well might be the most shocking result in wrestling history. It might be. I mean, what? Like, you know what though? I mean, this was the. This is what this match needed to be. Correct. Yes. Right. It was the best. This, they made the best out of this weird situation of a dude that hasn't wrestled in twelve years. Who exactly. I know exactly. He was not fucking ring ready. 
No, he could have no, wrestled back when he was wrestling. For <laughs> right. Like he did what he, he did exactly what he did in WCW. Yes, a couple of spears and a jackhammer. And he did that shit for months, right? <laughs> before he actually right. had to start quote unquote wrestling, wrestle in WW, uh, WCW. Yeah, this was funny. But but you, but know it, you know I didn't mind it, it at all. No, yeah, it was fine. It was totally fine. It yep. was it was it was what they needed to do. Yep. And then, of course, we would find out um, on Raw the next night that Goldberg is actually going to enter the Royal Rumble. They um, need to put I him mean, in that number one. <laughs> Just <for> like, <laughs> that's why he's get blown up by the time they get to number five. Uh, like, oh <laughs> shit! Like, I didn't realize it. Oh, God damn! I didn't know how to run to the. It's ring. close. Fuck, I'm tired. So, uh, and I'm sure, like, I, I'm sure we haven't heard the last of Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, and I'm sure that the Royal Rumble is when that rivalry is going to somehow pick up again. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win guess. the Rumble. No, I don't think so oh, either. Certainly but not. they're going to do that. They're going to do Brock versus, um, give him time to fucking train. Right. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're going to have Brock, it. they're going to have Brock fuck it up for Goldberg in the Rumble, and then, you know, come April. Hopefully, <laughs> right. <laughs> Goldberg will be ready for an actual wrestling match. <laughs> he, looked, he was in good shape. Wrestling when match. he came yeah. out, I'm like, wow, he's still in pretty good shape. Like physique wise, I'm like, oh, okay, he's 50 and he still looks pretty goddamn good. But uh, he's, yeah, he's, I'm like, he still, no can't, he still can't stand still without profusely sweating. Yeah. For right. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is one critique I have of Goldberg that I need to fix. I think one stipulation that should have been attached to, to this match is that whoever the winner was uh, would get the temporary services of Paul Heyman as a mouthpiece. Because yeah. if there's one thing Goldberg is not, it is a great talker. Yeah, well, he's better than Lesnar. That's true. <laughs> he is better than Lesnar, but like that's like saying, you know, you know how to speak better than a dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like dogs can't. Dogs they don't know. They don't have lips. They can't form words. Oh my goodness! So, but that and that was and and of course Goldberg would celebrate with his son who. Took his shirt off as well for some reason. That was a little odd. Yeah, that was really but uh, weird. But yeah, that was that was Survivor Series, a tr- a tremendously fun event. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because I had a good time watching this pay per view. It, it was, it was, uh, it was way good. Way more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, the what way I watched was pretty was pretty entertaining. Like yep. those last two matches were really good. Well, the last <laughs> the the actual classic Survivor Series match and. Whatever the fuck that was at the end was. <laughs> I was entertained. Yes, I I was as well. Def, definitely got my ten dollars worth this month. That's for uh, that's for certain. So that is it for us. We've gone two and a half hours. I think that is long enough. So thank you guys for uh, those of you that have hung in this entire time. Uh, we will catch you guys once again next week. See you later. See you. Take it easy. <laughs>